everyone. Back in the studio, High Fives and Hugs, episode 15. No. What? 16. What? No. Oh, what? Yes. No. I just checked. We can't include the one from Splendor. No, no. <laughs> no, we did one before Splendor. That was 15. Remember the one where you got up and went to the toilet and I tried to entertain the crowd for like... Yeah, two, two I thought long. that was 14. That was 15, part A and B. I just checked. Okay. I'm all over it like a rash vest. Well, then, yeah, 16. Sweet 16. Never been kissed. We've, we've, we've made it. <laughs> we've made it to 16. You can get our license now for this. <laughs> We can attend uh, MA15 movies. Oh, plus. wow. Yep, yep, that's a thing. They can sneak out and steal their what parents' six- alcohol. What do 16-year-olds do? What do 16-year-olds do for the first time? Go to movies without a note from their parents. <laughs> <laughs> should should go to a podcast in a cinema. <laughs> Try to be all quiet. <laughs> Sweet 16. I think that's copyright issues. Um, what do 16-year-olds do? Legally or just what do they get up to? Legally or illegally. Um, well, hang on. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the legal age for having sex 16? I think the legal age, yeah. Well, our What's that about? Oh, it's between two 16-year-olds though, I think, or 16 and 17. Oh, like a 16 and 17. You, can, you right? can't be 18 with a 16-year-old. I feel like that's one of those ones where society just went, no, oh, we can't control this. <laughs> <laughs> Have at it. But 16, okay? <laughs> Not when you're 15 and nine months. Do you know what I mean? At that point, is that like, a thing? Too keen. I don't know. Which then just <clears throat> lowers the age for everyone else. Everyone else is just like, oh, I can, I'm illegally allowed to have it at 16, so I better have it at 14. <laughs> Weird. This, the, the, the rat race of <laughs> losing your Vs before you're meant to. <laughs> so unnecessary. Anyway, tell me about your lips. Uh, <laughs> my ass lips. <laughs> you were showing uh, me your yeah, lips. No, and well, I was like, oh, this is a good chat. So man, we had our Christmas party on Saturday. Mm, yes. A week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. Oh, wow. That was man, a quick week. Yeah. Four hour, three hours in, four hours in, I just started feeling really bad. And then. Sick? Or yeah, drunk? Yeah, yeah. Well, at the time. I thought I was, after three hours of having beers, hung over already. Right. And I was like, and I'd never get like that. You did not seem, in all honesty, you did not seem drunk. You seemed sick. I thought I was drunk. Yeah, no. And then I was sick. (laughs) So I don't know what, I think I got, I don't know. I think I got food poisoning or, I don't know, stomach bug or something. But yeah. You still haven't figured out what that was. It was, I don't know. It was either a stomach bug or food poisoning. Yeah, right. I didn't get um, mystical, magical, fucking wizard man medicine box to come in and go, hey, you have something. <laughs> <laughs> what? No one. What did you just <laughs> say? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? I have no idea what you meant to say. <laughs> What do you mean? 
nothing exists okay. that can that I can I can't I can't see anyone that's going to tell me if I have a stomach bug or if I have sure, a food sure. poisoning. Right. So I so put it down to the fact so that I had right. either one of them. So what you said was made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, okay. I thought you were referring to a thing, and I. <laughs> This thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, it feels good to laugh that hard. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, holy shit! But no, I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, oh that's yeah. a thing. Put your phones on. Box, <laughs> mystical magic box mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I put it down to the fact that I either had one of the two, a stomach bug or or food poisoning, and then it rolled me on the Sunday. <clears throat> oh, not too bad actually. It well, I was like, okay, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm feeling the the effects of something, and then came into the office, packed my car because I hadn't didn't have any of my tools or anything. My car was empty, so I fully loaded my car with everything for that Wednesday. For, oh no, for, for oh, Monday sorry, for Monday. Oh wow, you went and did this on in prep for Monday, thinking you were going to go to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was oh, I was crook and I was like, rough. This should only last. 10 hours. Mm. So I've had food poisoning before. It lasts a little bit and then I'm fine. Mm. So prepped the ute, got everything packed up, absolutely everything, like fully fully loaded. And then <clears throat> um, started feeling a little bit worse on Sunday night and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll blow over. This will just be tonight. And then I wake up in the morning like good as gold, fresh as daisies. Any other and you, analogy and you to usually, feel great and then usually get do. into it. You usually do. Yeah. yeah. And then you're usually a really quick comeback. Come like 11 o'clock, I got up and I was like in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, stomach's gurgling. And I was like, okay, quick trip to the bathroom. And then 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. And I was like having like 15-minute sleep intervals before getting up and then going and spending half an hour in the bathroom. No. And I did that all night. And then it got to like 5.15 and mm. I'd been up for three hours and I was like. That's a gross feeling I was too. Like, Just the eyes being like, oh, God. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, throwing up and stuff and I was like, okay, this is getting worse than it was yesterday. This mm. isn't any better than, you know, I'm not on the mend. I'm on the bend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it was like 5.15. I had my alarm set for 5.30. I was like, I'll push my alarm back to 6 because I'm already packed. It's going to take me an hour to get to Supreme Court Gardens. Um, but I usually get up an hour and a half before I need to just to mosey on and get everything organized. <clears throat> get your wiggle on. I know what yeah. you mean. Just feel the environment. So I was like, I'll push my alarm back and I'll just, you know, it was like 5.15 or something. I was like, okay, try, try get some sleep, even mm. if it's 45 minutes like mm. more. Mm. Before a full day of work, and then, yeah, hit the head on the pillow on the Zez pad, finally, and then woke up at seven fifteen, in a hot sweat, real sick, and then I it was got like, worse, and I was just stressing, and I was like, I, it's been a few years since I've not been at work when I've meant to be, mm. or when I've like woken up and I'm meant to be at work. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, and I was like, that feeling of, oh, fuck, like, I'm the boss. My team is there currently and, and I'm not and up. I haven't communicated anything. Yeah. And then, um, and, but luckily at four, four o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, I messaged you and Esty being like, I'm not good. I'm not good. 
So I was like just preempting any sort of cause of action. <clears throat> um, you know, I didn't intend for that to happen, but if something was to happen mm. like that and someone called, got hold of you or SD were like, hey, where's Eldo? At least we would know that you were crook. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was really sick. But anyway, so so that happened and I think it was kind of a blessing that I woke up 15 minutes after I was meant to be on site because if I had woken up a little bit earlier, I would have woke up so stressed going like, oh, like what do I do? I, I'm too sick, blah, blah. I was already too sick. Like I, I should have called it at 4 a.m., you know, but I was hopeful that for some reason I'd be okay. Yeah, it's because you don't like giving up. You, yeah. And <laughs> funnily enough, I mean, we'll get to it later on, but funnily enough, exactly that attitude is exactly what put or a few of our other crew, you know, work really hard, try really hard, and then don't know when to call it quits, don't know when to pull the pin. Yeah. And then don't rock up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll get to that. Burnout. But then now, yeah, like my – that was on Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday I was recovering. Mm. And then, um, yeah, back into – well, straight into Froth Town on Wednesday and we've been build, building Froth Town for a few days. Absolutely. Curry is absolutely smashing it this week. I, we I know. smashed Froth Town this week. I know. I was. I went out for um, dinner with Chief Happiness Officer Jesse. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I whispered that. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was just like, yeah, basically doing Froth Town with our eyes closed at this point. I was like, really? That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, we've done it a couple of times. I've done it probably three times, four times. But I, yeah. Every time Froth Town's happened, I've done it. I don't know how many times it's been on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the Biggie Bar Container Dome build, <clears throat> I've done that a few times now, probably six or so. So that went together faster than anything. Yeah. Broke all the records. and then, Yeah, epic. Probably because you had Derby on your team too. Well, I mean, just the whole team was good. And like I had, I had four of the six people I was working with yesterday message me individually and be like, that was such a good day at work. More days like that, like fun, yeah, consistent. Yeah. Well, it's just like what we're doing. Like I don't know. We just had tunes on all day. We're all working together all day. There was processes. We had good communication about everything that was happening. Everyone knew exactly what they were doing, and you know, the, and it was challenging to a certain degree. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, but the, like the the flow was so good, like because everyone knew exactly what was going on and how to how to how to you know do their part. The process was just like immaculate. I love that. Mm, it was killer. Oh, that's so good. That makes me so happy. But I think coming off the back of being sick and then three pretty full days, and now like my body, I, I can. Yesterday I woke up, I could just feel like my body was just like run down. I'm like, fuck, man, I really need like the weekend, just two days off, just to rest. Yeah, because it's going to be flat out for the next. And that's why your mouth's cooked. Yeah, I got some ulcers in my mouth, and yeah. So you've come, gone, mouth, you've been sick, and then you've gone super, not gone super hard because you haven't been stressed. Mm. Like Froth Town hasn't been stressful, obviously. No, it hasn't been stressful. No, but you've been doing ten hour days. Yeah, ten eleven hour days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's time for. Uh... Also, did you drink last night at all? I had a can of Jacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I... you know, I walked in before and I was like, "How good is life?" Yeah. Just not drinking is just the best thing ever. Oh man, I got home at like seven. I, I got home at like eight o'clock last night. 
after mm. running around getting gumboots for the crew. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, and then got home. Obviously, I'd woken up at like five. And I woke up, yeah, I woke up at five yesterday, came to the office, prepped more stuff that we needed for the Biggie Bar build. Mm. Biggie Bar build. And then, um, so yeah, it was like from 5 a.m. till 8 p.m., I was like running around working. And then I got home and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to have a Jackson crash. That was good. <laughs> what? That was a good sound. That, oh. that, that was almost. Oh, you missed a little. After Cause, before. Because when you. Yeah, a bit too fast between the. Then. Um. Yeah. Not drinking. It's just. I wasn't going to talk about this today. It's not mm. even a it's an impromptu topic. So I haven't had a drink since our Christmas party. Yeah. Well, that's good because that was a week last ago. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying last. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been months. No, I know, I know that. I'm saying no, but you do. You do have a. You, you're impartial to having a, a can of something or a wine or whatever. No, in, in an evening, <clears throat> usually. No, I what? I, I stopped. Now I'm just confused. After um, after seventy five hard, I that whole drinking during the week after work, having a glass of red. I I got abolished that. Uh, um, wow, that's. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Andy Frisell, he preaches that 75 hard, it'll change your mentality in your life and, and you don't realise actually I didn't once realize. you do it, it just, things just the kind man of, on the internet. <laughs> some man on the internet telling me what to do. <laughs> but it actually, you know, it follows along. Mm. It follows along. Um, and what I would like to ask you though, because last episode, 15A and B, yeah. was pre-Splendour. Yes. So instead of asking you how are you and how was your week, mm. we just heard how your week was. Yeah. How are you and how was your splendor? Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, what was your good. bouquet? Tell, tell me about your beefs and bouquets of splendor, <clears throat> if any. Uh, a beef would have to be catching catching a pallet with a baton screw hanging out of it and it going through the palm of my hand. Not through my palm. Catching a pallet? As in someone threw a pallet at you and you caught it with a... No, no. So we'll throw pallets over the fence to build a boardwalk through them through the oh, river at, of... At Smirnoff. Of Smirnoff, mm. yeah. There was the, the mud was approximately, I don't know, two iPhones high. <laughs> a large iced frappe. Yeah, two iPhones standing on their end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it was pretty muddy um, and people were unable to move around inside this venue that we'd built. So we were building a pallet walkway and as we're transferring the pallets over the white picket fence, um, uh, one of the pallets landed on its end and went to fall straight and I went to catch it and the baton screw cut that was hanging out of the pallet just like ripped down the centre of my palm. Mm. So that was super boring. Mm. That um, is boring. Yeah. It really stuck with you, didn't it? Well, it's... How long that was? That was uh, nearly three weeks ago, and I've still got the hole in my hand. Um, um, boring. Uh, it was probably boring. Pumping one hundred twenty thousand liters of water, or mud, or muddy water, and other stuff outside of uh, out of Red Bull, the installation that we built. Um, 
that took a whole day. That was boring. Having to rip up flooring, dig a hole, squidgy water from the venue into, into the, the hole, hole and then have some pump trucks suck it out and then go dump it and then come back and we did that for nine hours just so we could open the venue. But it worked, so that was good. You know, when you, know, when you do something that's um, to no effect, you're like, why the fuck are we doing this? Mm. When you're mm. like, this is a mediocre task, <laughs> this is so average mm. and to no avail. Mm. But there was a veil. There was. And <laughs> for a venue that was like, so they put so much money and effort into that venue. There was a plane in there. Um, uh, there was, you know, it was, it was like a mini aerodrome. It, 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 yeah, it was more than a nightclub, wasn't it? It was an aerodrome. Aerodrome, like, yeah, there was, it was flat out. And then um, to, to, be able to, to be able to open it when the client, like the big clients and stuff are there and their venue's like, come in at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. and the venue's like shin deep underwater and then to be able to get it to open, that was cool. Um, yeah, Splendor was like it was the epitome of working in events as Zycro in the regards to the fact that it's like, what do you do? And you're like, everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> stuff you've just never done before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now, now all of a sudden you're like working with a pump truck. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're yeah. like liaising with a guy trying to pump out water out of a thing. Oh, I've never done that before, but here I am doing this. It's you know funny, I mean? like we're sitting, standing there in front of the DJ booth and that, that was probably like the wettest part because obviously where people stand the most, there's obviously flooring, like event flooring down, but when people stand on the flooring it like and, and it's water, the ground's waterlogged, it just creates mud and then it gets like decimated and gets lower. Mm. And, and so I was standing there and the venue looked quite dry you could tell that it was wet, but the venue looked quite dry in parts. When you walked, though, you could tell. Yeah, like, it like sunk below the water yeah, level. Yeah, sunk below the water level and you could f- see those like pools of water. But the deepest part was in front of the DJ, DJ booth and I was like, oh, that's probably like, you know, we'll get the submersible pump in here. It's probably like 10 wheelie bins worth of water. Then we'll just go dump it out the back. 120,000 <laughs> litres later, obviously because it was in the low point of so that amazing. area of the site, all the water around the front of the venue, the other venues surrounding the main, um, the mix-up tent that was like nearly flooded. It was just pulling water from all of those places, and so that's why it took nine hours and seventeen. Oh no, more probably like twenty something trucks. Yeah, yeah, wild. It was a lot. It was a lot of trucks because I was on traffic control for, for the trucks. For yeah. the trucks, and that was the night that I was because you were to mitigating go. trying to get the trucks in and out amongst artist vehicles and site and, you know, supplier vehicles moving around. It's oh, like man. A, it's literally like a one-way road as well. Yeah, well, it's not meant to be a one – sorry, random little rant, but it's not meant to be a one-way road. It's just everyone parks on the side of the – Well, it's not meant to be – yeah, well, yeah, but usually people park on the grass and the roads are clear. <laughs> That's but true. because the road – the grass is all flooded. No one know, could Yeah, park so there. people were just parking on the sides of the road everywhere. And it was just so tight. Yeah. Felt yeah. – yeah. And then, well, obviously I was, you know, doing traffic control and then I was meant to go out for dinner with my parents that night. Yeah. You know, parents were in Byron. And I was like, oh, I was. Might have been a little bit of a late to work today. <laughs> <laughs> so I better stay and That's do right. my part. That's right. So any of the crew, if you're listening to this, hold me accountable. Come and have a go at me. <laughs> I was late to work. I had a couple of beers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <clears throat> okay, so I think the my favourite part of Splendour was the camaraderie of our crew. Mm. Yeah. Damn straight. We had a good crew. Damn straight. Sponsorship crew was a really good crew. Yeah. And that was, um, you know, we didn't get that moment of, well done everyone when we got there before show day. And you, like, the way that Splendour works, especially with, not Splendour, but the way that the sponsorship team works is you've got to have everything completed by, you know, two days before doors so that, um, the sponsors can come through, install their activate, uh, um, have a look at their activations. If they want to make any changes, they've got the time to make the changes. And, you know, we've got those two mm. days up our sleeve to then, um, or maybe Help. two, we'll three days, that. yeah, to facilitate fixing those things up and making them, you know, making getting that last little bit of detail. Mm. That was didn't not the case. That didn't exist that time, did it? No, it didn't. It, uh, it was there was like, no chance of that happening. Yeah. We were literally like installing things in mud before anyone had even got there. Um, and then, you know, to have put in that much work, like three three weeks worth of work, uh, oh, sorry, two and a half weeks worth of building, um, and then not have that, well done, guys. You know, well, yeah. you know, like, well done, everyone. Like, we got there. It looks great. High fives all around. Yeah, it was. Wow, just look like, at how green this grass is. This place is beautiful. Night before show, it's like two a.m. We're still going, <laughs> trying to get things finished. Mm. And um, quick thing back to accommodation at two o'clock to go to sleep and then get up and keep hit on, the ground running on. early in the morning. And then um, just a four days of putting out fires and just getting. Soaked torrential rainfall. It was so consistent. Like the, the during the show, like you know, you were doing night shift and I was doing day shift. Mm. During the show, every day was like, all right, there's a list of about twenty things that we need to do, and it's going to take us all day. And so you just go to work, you know? Yeah. Like whereas show days meant to be like walk around, oh, fix a couple of things, maybe set up like a couple of fences or remove a couple of things that lock up a venue overnight. And then, like, just the reset, and then it's well. It's also like as as Larry cool. said, like go go around to the venue managers, talk to them. You know what I mean? Make them feel like you're there for them. You know, yeah, like yeah. you know, have a bit of um, you know, open up that communication and form those relationships with the venue managers so that they feel supported, so they're not stressed because they're literally there, like what however long they're open between you know eight and fourteen hours a mm. day, and then. So they obviously, you know, just just the mud caused like people to feel more stressed because you don't feel accomplished. A, well, yeah, and you don't feel like you're getting the support because you don't even realise that all the venue managers don't even know that us crew are actually out there doing anything. They don't even know that we're there to support them. Yeah, because we're really not because we're too busy running around <laughs> putting pallets down on the floor, <laughs> trying to stop people from sinking in the mud. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. <clears throat> it was wild. I've never seen so much white turn black. You know, everything's so muddy. Oh. Everything was so muddy. Like everything that was beautiful and white was just black. I wonder <laughs> what the site looks like now. I think AJ's there actually. Yeah, should, should, ask get, should get him to send a photo through. Should ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was wild. What was your? Okay. Uh, oh, you want so to beef and bouquet? Yeah, I think. Um, 
I had a really bad day one day. You did. I did. I lost my. I lost the insert of my ring. Yes. I think I hurt myself some way. I must have. I don't know. I think I was. Yeah. There was just one of those days where I was just not having any wins. Mm. I remember just standing there with like you, Rich, and Lawrence, and I was like. I'm about to have a fucking tantrum. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. But how was that before show? Or was I? Yeah, it was well before show. It was like week in. <laughs> Every time I looked at you, you were just like, you know, what it reminded me of. And what? I've spoken about this before in the podcast. You know that day that we were pulling out the roof in um, in Harvey for, um, oh, what's his name, Zach? Yeah, modernized building. Yeah, yeah. It, <clears throat> the look on your face all day was the same look that you had that morning. It was like, oh god, like just like. <laughs> What the what the fuck am I doing with my life here? Uh, I think just being like everything, like you can't put anything down because when you're in that building process, everything's got to be clean and managed well and so on like while it goes together. Yeah, like you can't put any materials down that you're using to build yeah. the thing that's going on. You can't the put your drills down because it's mud, like everything's mud. You can't get your, your buggy or your car or anything close to where you're working because you're working out, you know, like you can't drive it. Yeah, it was just everything was more, everything was harder mm. and you were wet mm. and it was just like, yeah. It was challenging. It was challenging. It was challenging. But at no point was it insurmountable. Like at no point, like, you know, you, well, having said that, there was obviously that one point that I joke around about a lot, which was you at Smirnoff on like one of the last days where you were just like, I was, I was so wrecked. You were like, you know what? I almost give up. I think I'm going to give up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never heard that out of your mouth in my life. I had, um, I'd had, I think it was like two big days consecutively of packing containers mm. and like getting stuff packed up with the crew. And I had like the the guys, the boys with me. I thought, I was like, okay. These are going to have to get packed. We're leaving in, you know, four days mm. and I don't want, you know, like to leave as them. much as we can do now. Sure. And the boys that are staying on, like Lawrence Leg, oh, sorry, Legs, Rich, AJ and Tolly and all the rest, and I was like, the more that we can do now to help them out next week, the better. So I was like, grab the volleys. Mm. Be uh, the most helpful person in the room. That's good, yeah, bro. Grab the volleys and just get some get some things packed. So I spent like two days packing containers and then I was like, we finally finalized that pack. The boys had started going off and doing something with AJ. I think they were doing Byron. And I was like, uh, I'd finished up at Byron. I was coming over to help you at Smirnoff and I was just ripping those floor tiles out and I was wrecked and I was tired and I was probably hungry. <laughs> I can't remember. And then I was like, no, nah, nah, I don't, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I do not want to be here doing this right now. I don't want to be anywhere. I think that, you know, the key takeaway from that is like it's okay to feel like that. It's stupid to be like I respect, I mean, I res- basically whatever you do, I respect, so that's fine. <clears throat> but like it, it's kind of more admirable to be like I don't want to be here doing this. But I'm gonna. You know like, I mean? As soon as I was like, like, yeah, I didn't get like yeah. that. Was the, the point fake, where I was fake nearly chipper, at tears. like that fake chipper? Come on, guys! Yeah, and then yeah. there's you, like, this sucks. Trudging on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just like push through it. Let's go. Well, you know, you know when you you know when you feel your body, you know when you're so like 
done mm-hmm. and you you just get that sense of like, if I tried, if I thought about it for four or five seconds, I could cry. Yeah. I, like, I, could, I could make my body cry, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like at that point. <clears throat> I'm wearing this fucking bandage around my hand that looks like uh, probably something, I, I something out of Mad Max or something. Something I can't say on air. And then, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I had like zombie hand. I was Zomb- zombie limbs. <laughs> yeah, my feet were sore from being in gum boots. My back and my legs were shaved from wearing gum boots for, for three weeks. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Anyone Isn't who it? wears gum boots with with shorts on, you'll lose your hair on your legs. Yeah, shaved the back of my legs. Um, it hurts too, the bastards. <laughs> yeah, bloody gum boot rash, <laughs> gum boot burn. Um, uh, and then, yeah, man, I was just like sitting there and I was like, that's what I said to you. I was like, I actually might. I feel like giving up. <laughs> and then you were like, never in all my life. And I was like, and then that that thing came out of me like, don't be weak. And I just like started trying to rip pallets up by myself that were like completely soaked. And then I'm like dancing down the thing, like having a fun time. And you're like, come here, hurry up. <laughs> okay, your attitude's changed. No worries. I'm in, bro. Relax. <sighs> Uh, but I, I remember how much laughter we were doing that. Like, remember when we were li- lifting up the hexa flooring, me uh, and you, and we were getting the like, you were getting the star picket underneath the hexa flooring mm. that was like hidden in the mud. And every time we found one, we just like, you'd be like, like trying to pull one up, and we just lose our shit laughing because it was just so. There was a lot like, of it was, like, just ridiculous. Like it was just. I ridiculous. think. I think um, the cato- the catastrophe of the terrain mm. made it somewhat comical. Yeah. You know what? I you think know? you've summarised that in a perfect sentence just then. Um, and then, you know, like there was never a moment that anyone, oh, apart from one fuckwit, but there was never a moment that anyone was like yelling at anyone or like, you know, there was no like animosity between anyone. It was just like, you know, let's just work together, get it done and, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Like we can't fight Mother Nature and we can't fight the fact that this is going ahead. We need to keep building. Mm. People are, and are going to walk and drive over the ground. The ground's going to get worse, and that's just fucking what that's it is. Life, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think apart from one fuckwit that just loves to have a scream mm. and loves to have a fucking have a give everyone a spray. Mm. Everyone was in like that one team one dream mentality. Hundred percent. Yeah, oh, I agree. And also on that night, let this go. Let, let us go down on in podcasting media history for saying that the actual crowd of Splendour, like the actual festival mm. goers and the festival itself was a fucking time. Like it was sick. Everyone was in great spirits. Mm. All the security guards I'd talked to were like always saying how amazing the crowd was and how much fun everyone was having and how kind everyone was. Everyone was kind to each other. Mm. You know, don't get me wrong, you have people, people are people and a few people are going to be crap especially yeah, yeah, yeah. in that many that amount of people but given the circumstances everyone was just elated to be there i mean everyone i spoke to like <clears throat> at the trying to share water in the line for food la 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 everyone's like oh yeah like da 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 mm. how what do you do here that sounds fun da 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 yeah. oh crazy must like everyone's like no I one's mean, like Ugh. dude like it it rain it does rain there mm. right and it usually like people that complain are probably kids that have never been to a festival there or haven't or never know, been cold <laughs> you know or never been amongst like uh a type of festival that 
does get muddy. Mm. But I mean, TP Forest usually gets muddy. Mm. Like there's parts of site that when you get a little bit of rain, it gets muddy. Mm. We've got boxes of gumboots packed in the container from from previous years mm. that we use, and we mm. have used what well, we used the last time because it gets muddy. It just got really muddy this time. You know, mm. it wasn't like crazy different. We still had the same like mulch come in and have to go mulching in different places to try and fix muddy areas. Like, but the whole thing was muddy this time, not just those little areas. Um, you know, the entrance to venues and stuff always got cops are beating because if you get a little bit of water and that much traffic, it's going to become shit. It's just like a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. 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 But totally. what was your beef and bouquet? My, my bouquet. I've actually written a couple of, couple of brain notes down. Cause- I think my favourite part of Splendour was watching Grinners. With AJ and his missus. Well, my my, my bouquet was. <laughs> Fuck, see? Best time of the whole thing. Yeah, my bouquet uh, was definitely when my parents, well, it was the moment, it was a combination. It was like a period of time. Mm. But it was from when my parents got there mm-hmm. until when we left, when me and my parents left and went to dinner. Like right, right. That, that period of time. And it, and it was like, <clears throat> it was like a combination of, my my parents talking about and me talking about, you know, how cool it was that I was there doing that and that we had a company back here doing itself and all of it was happening simultaneously. That was pretty exciting. I was like, cool. I could I could have actually been away for a month somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Wasn't. Mm. Wouldn't be. But you know what I mean? And then it was and then that going into like Going backstage, going backstage to Gold Bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Taking my parents into Gold Bar, going, getting a drink, Grinspoon are playing on the stage in front. Us, d- dad being like, I'm backstage for Grinspoon. This is so exciting. And then going out and watching Grinspoon and then them finishing on my favorite song. Yeah. And when I say my favorite song, I don't mean my favorite Grinspoon song. I mean my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> More than you are. They ended on it. And I would like, just, I was like, either I've missed it or it's not coming. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. And then it just came, like, I thought that'd be like hard act to follow or chemical hard or what, like, you know, like something like that. And then it was just more than you are at the very end. And I was like, oh, I feel like he's singing to me right now. And I feel like he was, you know, and you, you know what I mean? Mm. And then straight away you messaged me and you were like, did you say, oh, did you say, did you say, I this? sent you a video. You sent me a video, but you, I can't remember whether you were like, I was like, where are you? Or did you, did you yeah, catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, <clears throat> man, it was just a good summary of like, It was like the you're doing good kid mm. tick. Mm. You know, it was like it was like I don't feel like I need validation from my parents, really. They've always been pretty good at validating me as a person. Mm-hmm. But it's still nice to get it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And then you as well messaging me, my best mate who I'm not with, but also who I wish I'd experienced with, but <laughs> you're like, I experienced it too, bro. I'm right there with you. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it was just yeah, like we're up at the one. um uh what's it called? The bar on the hill. What's the bar on the hill? The main bar? Goldview. Goldview bar. Mm. Yeah, AJ and his missus. And because Grinspoon was like the only act that I really wanted to see and I was yeah. okay if I didn't see anything else. Yeah. But I did have like a list of other bands and stuff. And because I assumed that after Last Splendor, where I was venue managing Smirnoff, the biggest venue, that this time I'd have time to go around and see the site and – experience it and go and watch some acts and, you know, 
sit down and have a beer and watch a couple of bands or something while there's nothing to do, you know. That wasn't the case, but I was. <laughs> but it was funny because we're at the sea containers and I was like, oh, I might miss Grinspoon like because we just got called off to do a job and I was like, fuck, I'm going to miss it. And then we finished and, oh, no, we didn't finish. Lawrence knew how much I wanted to go and Lawrence was like, Aldo, go meet up with AJ. Mm-hmm. You have to go up, meet up with AJ. Um, I think he well, was finishing. Was, was there anyone else with Lawrence? No. So me and Lawrence, uh, me and Lawrence were doing a job. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is like, "Gone, taking you back to the container. You got to go watch Grinspoon with AJ, and Cat can come and do the job with me." Sure. I'm like, "Real?" Perfect and he's try. like, "He's like, he's like, yeah, go see your fucking band, and I'll see you after." I'm like, "Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's actually good. That that's actually really nice. Mm. That's yeah, like, that that makes me happy. I don't think I knew that that conversation took place." Mm. That's cool. That yeah. actually leads me on to my beef, which is ironically, which was, yeah, like, which was the second week, the whole second week of the whole of the build, mm-hmm. when Larry Pants was just doing my tits in. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! I just couldn't handle like the world being so shit. <laughs> 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 And Larry won't have me have a problem with me saying this because he knows how I feel about the whole thing. <laughs> but just like the like, I like I kind of look through the world with like rose coloured glasses. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I I see like the best in everything, and Lawrence is like the anti me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you are kind of polar opposites. Yeah, like Lawrence like purposely finds the shit in stuff because he enjoys. He gets a rut. I think he gets happiness out of talking about. How crap stuff is. Sometimes, interesting. I think that he gets joy out of of pointing out how ridiculously negative some aspects are, or whatever. Right. right. So that that was my my beef, was, which isn't why it's nice that that moment happened. And then there was a certain period in time where that flick he just switched, just <laughs> changed to. Captain Positive all of a sudden. It changed from a black rose to a sunflower. (laughs) (laughs) What did he say in the kitchen? (laughs) What did he say? I love, what was it? He goes, goes, Aldo, if you give out positivity, (laughs) you get it back. And I was like, yeah, bro. Well done. It's taken you 31 years to figure it out. This being positive thing is really good. He goes, yeah, this being positive thing is really good. He goes, I'm going to try try to do this more often. I'm like, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> Fuck. And then, kind of like from then on, I was like, okay, yeah, Larry's me and Larry are back on a good page again because he's not doing my head in anymore. But honestly, I was going to bed sometimes. Like, I'm just going to bed because it's I funny, can't Dylan, be around you. It's funny, you were some of the four people you hang around with the most. Mm. It's funny that after two Five, weeks, but yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, who knows scientifically, really? Yeah, you are some of the people that you hang out with the most. That's it. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, two weeks of me and you, and Larry's turned from. If you if you send out positivity, <laughs> you get it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like, hey, come here, give me a hug. What do you mean? <laughs> you? You hate hugging people. What, Dylan? Come here. I want a hug too. <laughs> and for the record, this this man was a dead cyber. 
I wouldn't say dead sober. Oh, he's probably never, just he's, cracked a beer. He's but. never been dead sober. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was yeah. fun, man. That was fun. That was fun. So, Splendor over. Splendor. In the, do you have to buy, for the record, do you have anywhere to be at a certain time? No. <laughs> no. Fantastic. Uh, what else? No. Say? How was your... um? How was your week this week? Oh, bro. My week this week was... You've been smashing it. Great. You've been smashing it. I know. I've been on, man. I've been on. Both in a personal evolution sense and in a business evolution sense. I've just been firing on all cylinders. Good. I I think a beautiful thing happened on the weekend. Just gone? Yeah. I went to... So went out to the drum and bass gig after the Cycles Christmas party and mm-hmm. then I went to onto a kick-ons with like some random people in the middle of nowhere at Marangaroo, right? Oh, yeah. Found myself in a place that I'd never been before with a bunch of people I'd never met. So, well, you didn't know any of them? Uh, I knew two. Well, actually, technically I knew one and then I had a good friendship with the other one. Sure. Our mate, mutual friend V, like Jade's friend oh, V. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew her yeah. enough to go with them yeah. and then she was – with a, a mates with a guy named Lucas and me and him hit it off really, really well that night. Yeah. To the point where I was comfortable enough to be like, I'm joining you on this escapade. Yeah, right. Right. Did you kiss? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. No, no. Uh, anyway, so I left this kick-ons at like 3, 3.30 in the morning. So I got to bed pretty late. Mm-hmm. And usually I was like, I was in the Uber and I was like, oh, man, are you, Dylan, you've done it again. Macus. It's now Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now Sunday and you do not recover well. Yeah. And then I woke up naturally at like 8 a.m. without a headache. And what I do? And then I walked and then I walked to my mum's house and just hung out with my mum all day. And then from being in the sunlight and having gone for a walk and everything, I when I woke up on Monday, I was like uh, it was like I'd had a clean weekend. You know what I mean? Like hmm. it, it was like my brain was just like you're yeah, on. Nice. And I was like oh I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was a that was an int- that's never happened to me before. Ever. Never have I had. Um, never have I ever seen you not with a hangover after one beer. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I started the week really good. So mon- Monday I rode to work. Sorry to do- delve into like the very specifics. It was belting down, and it was belting down. So I got that. You remember I spoke a few week, a few podcasts ago about the time where I was listening to Jamie Alderton, and I was in that like room in Perth doing the jackhammering. Yes. Yeah. For DKV. And the and where you're going like, to find the treasure. Going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's painful. That makes it better. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got that mindset going again where I'm like, you're in the rain. <laughs> yes, it's raining more. You know no one I mean? else is doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about it like that, but I suppose there's a part of that element that's like, you, you're you're a little unique snowflake, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> for, like, you know, <laughs> for like bothering to do that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Well, it's like the same thing when you're like, during 75 hard and you need to get your second workout in and you get home and it's like 10.30 and you're like, well, we on go. your bike or whatever it is. And yeah. You, and you get outside and it's crisp and you're like, okay, I'm going for it. This is happening. An hour ride. We're on now. Yeah. And then you're like on the side of the freeway at 10.45, 11.35 at night or even one in the morning hurling towards the city going, what the fuck? No one, no one else is out here getting it. 
I'm like a right now. Yeah, and you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And then you get cold and then you... <laughs> no. Then you get ulcers in your mouth. No, no. No, it was like... But yeah, yeah, that, that, that thing of like... Yeah, yeah. It's that thing of I'm out here just battling the the climate. Pain equals pleasure, man. And then there's something about, you know, I was learning from um, Andrew Huberman. Huberman? Huberman Labs. Huberman Labs. About the feeling of, you know, when you open up your, when you have panoramic vision and when you have items, when you have like the world going past you, when you're in the environment, it like triggers all sorts of like um, adrenal releases. Sure. That, that, make you feel, well, I mean, ecstatic, to be honest. That's why skydiving is so good. Oh, yeah, one of the – we'll get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyway, that and that was just one part. And then the next day, like – and then this is just the personal stuff. You know, the next night I did Krav Maga for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and that was more about – that's an interesting one because doing Krav Maga, the win there for me, and this is my high five of the week, is doing the Krav Maga. Yeah. But the high five isn't because I did Krav Maga. The high five is because I've been so excited and I learned about this from Huberman Labs as well. Jocko was interviewing him and he talks about dopamine is a, is a drug that gets released and it's an anticipatory drug. So it like when it goes, when you get happy from it in anticipation of something happening. So I'm thinking about Krav Maga, right? And I've got this idea of what it's going to be like. And how it's going to make me feel and what it's going to make me do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be, and that's going to cause me to be like this or whatever, this like future sure. version of myself that's exciting. Sure. Right. And, but you get the happiness from it then. Right. You get the, right. the happy release happens when you're thinking about the future. Sure. Not, okay. it's not from the doing. And then what happens is you run out of dopamine. And as you get closer to the thing, you start to go, uh, your body starts making up excuses. Oh, I could really work for an extra hour. You know, there's a lot to get done. You know, I've still got mm. to hire 18 people and, oh, actually, you know, I've still got to write <coughs> home and, oh, actually, you know, I did say that I'd go out for dinner with someone once a week so maybe I should, oh, and then, oh I do actually have to vacuum my room and, oh, actually, my bathroom doesn't have to clean it. Oh, and then you just make up a whole list of things that you should do other than doing the thing, mm. you know. Is that what happened to you? Yeah. <clears throat> and I was just like, shut up. <laughs> hey, you know? hey. Shut up. Hey, shut up. And I really didn't want to go. You know, it's like, and it's because, and now that I've learned about that dopamine release mm. and it, and he talks a lot about how you just have to go and then you get the next dopamine release when you're d- for walking in the door. As soon as mm. you walk in the door, then that's the next one, but you don't get it in the lead up. Right. So, yeah, that's my half five is, is just committing to this new thing that I was kind of, I wasn't scared of doing it, I wouldn't say, but it's still like, like everyone, as much as I love doing new and exciting things and it's kind of my forte, one of the reasons I like it is because it's always hard to do. Mm. You know, it's always like, I you know, oh, but I, like, I shouldn't do that. It's scary. That's not my environment. That's not, that's not where I'm safe, you know. But then I got there and it was bloody epic. It's really cool. It's a really interesting, it's a really interesting martial art and there's parts about it I don't like. Because there's no, and I've been to one class, but there's no discipline. There's no, you only do that. There's none of that like respect of the the room and the and the people and 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 
you know, it's all like it literally is what it's meant to be, which is like turn yourself into a weapon so you don't get hurt, right? Right. Which, re- which results in a bunch of people standing around being like making, making jokes about using it out in the open. You know what I mean? Right. Like using it as a, as a, as a weapon. And like, oh, yeah, it's more, you know, something about. A license to kill. <laughs> people talk about like some of the guys there were talking. And the demographic of the people there mm. are not the demographic of the people that you find in like MMA gyms. Right. The demographic are like people who probably feel like they need to figure something out to protect themselves. Right. Okay. Without saying anything more than that. I'm not going to be judgmental of stereotypes. Sure. But then they get a hold of that that thing that makes them feel powerful. Mm. And then all of a sudden you can tell that they're like, now I can use this on the world. Yeah, right. People don't actually know, but I can do this thing. <laughs> you know, they talk about walking hey, through. Hey, hey, hey. Shut up. Yeah, they talk about walking through Northbridge like just to get into a scrap and stuff. And I'm like, what? hang on. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, get out of that this environment. Isn't, this isn't the environment for me. So I'm going to use my free trial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish my next I two. I mean, that that might have just been that group of people. It might have been too. And there's and there's <clears> a lot of other places that train Krav Maga around Perth. It's not just that. I went to that one because it's meant to be like the international certified as I said to you before, it's like the the Krav Maga that's based on the Krav Maga of Israel. And so, can you just explain for anyone that doesn't understand what Krav Maga is? How is it different to okay, MMA so, or Muay Thai or so Taekwondo y- or Karate or Jiu Jitsu? Yeah, I'd say it's not really a martial art. It's more of a self defense class, right? So, it's it's a, it started off in Israel. And it's what the Israeli army train their guys in for hand-to-hand combat. Sure. And basically it's like quickest, most effective way to... To get the gun in your hand. To, well, yeah, to neutralize an opponent, basically. So That's good skills to have. Great. It's great. Especially it's, when you've got a toddler, you know. <laughs> if you want to fight a toddler. Or when you've got a kid, you know, and you just need to like... Protect your kid. Oh, pr- no, protect you from the kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Brain was like, what, 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 what? Um, yeah, so it's a lot of like kicking in the groin, eye gouging. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Well, it's like a lot of girls do it. Like a lot of women do it. There's a, there's a more girls in the class than Buy I. Buy your ear off. Yeah, it's good. It's it, like, it's good for them. You know what I mean? It's like if wet willies. Do you do wet willies? Double finger, double finger wet. I haven't willy? learned that one yet, but oh, I'm excited I to. A, I think that's next level up. Yeah, uh, yep. there's no levels. <laughs> Not at the one yeah, I'm at. Not the, yeah, okay. No, so trust you, me, there is. There's <laughs> levels. <laughs> um, so it's all about, it's basically like uh, it teaches you how to like protect yourself from a knife, teaches you how to get a knife off someone, teaches you how to so like get a gun off someone. So like combat. Yeah, well, it's like if you're in an environment where someone's about to stab you, how do you not get stabbed That's good. and I mean, then get yeah. them out and get away from them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah. you know, and a lot of it's like, a lot of it's like how to be the most offensive is to be the most offensive. So if you're, they start and then you go really hard, quick, you know, in like three or four successive kicks and punches, mm. and then you and then you get the hell out of there. Right. Okay. You know what I mean, so it's like they scare you, you scare them back, and then go. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the whole thing's like obviously you run away first. It's obviously so funny. Obviously you run away first. Um, 
Taekwondo is like a polar opposite because it's a defensive um, martial art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, from when you start, the whole thing they teach you is, like, as soon as someone grabs you or touches you or, you know, um, uh, I guess commits to wanting to fight or attack you, the first thing you're meant to do is hands up either side of your head sort of thing saying, hey, I don't want to fight you. That's the first thing they, that they teach you. Sure. Obviously, I started when I was five or six. They're so teaching kids not to fight each get, other. Yeah, exactly. But then the first thing is, hey, hands up. I don't want to fight you. Mm. I don't want to fight. And then if they then go again, then you're trained to how to like if they've got you by the scruff of the shirt or in your, on your neck or whatever like or grabbing your wrist or whatever, mm. then you can then get out of that mm. and finish them. Finish him. Finish him. But, yeah, much different approach to, I guess, Krav Maga is not for six-year-old kids. No, in it's, for, it's, it's for, for mums and dads trying to protect their families. Or all, for the, it's for the military. military yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I like about it. I, I like that it makes sense. Mm. I actually like the the art form per se. I like the idea of the action, but the environment, I wish it had a bit more structure to the environment. Right. You know what I mean? Or respect. Yeah, a bit more respect for each other and talking about it and la, la, la. But the, I, I suppose it's it's super realistic, which give, makes it seem wishy-washy. But yeah. if you're in that environment and so that was happening, it would be wishy-washy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I, I, guess having, I guess having a good understanding or even just not even good, but an, an understanding of many types of martial arts, you can kind of use little bits and bobs of all of them to combine into some sort of self-defense mechanism in any situation mm. to some degree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Or just run. <laughs> Faster run, than a bullet. Run. Man, I watched um, uh, out, The Outpost last night. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen it? Negative. Hectic. Yeah, watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it's, it's uh, set in Afghanistan as this team – um, this US uh, army team that are in this like mountain ranges in Afghanistan, and the Taliban comes in, but they're in the bo- at the, they're at the bottom of this like valley, right? right? But the valley is completely surrounded oh, by wow. hills. Okay, so they're in a real pickle. They're in like the bottom of a yeah a hole. They're where not to be. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, it's called the outpost, and um, it. It was a very good depiction of what the, the it would very it's very good de- depiction of the chaos of a gunfight. Right. Okay. Of a of a yeah, and I mean they were they were completely surrounded at one point, and the Taliban was coming in. Um, obviously they it, got w- it. Was it was it? Um, obviously it's not based on a true. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It's based so on it's the- like it's like lone survivor spec where it's like where it shows the actual well I mean who knows because you and I haven't been in a gunfight no but for someone that's never been in that environment right it was a very good depiction realistic it seemed very realistic yeah and then you know like to the point where like you know in movies how they're like um I don't know 
they you know in movies how people can achieve a lot in in a high pressure dangerous situation you're like how did you get around, get around that mm. you know mm-hmm. you've got a hundred people mm. surrounding you mm. shooting at you mm. and you're just running and not getting hit mm. you know mm-hmm. magic that, that wasn't happening oh, okay. right? right right so right. like like they're like there's these few guys like uh in one of the rvs they're stuck they were trying to drop like they're, they're in the, they're in their camp their camp's not huge and they tried to drive their rv they had the machine gun that is now blown up closer to where the ammo was or where the medics were so that they could get out of the truck and then regroup with it, some of their crew. And they, with the windshields getting shot and they hit this curb and they bottom out and they're stuck there and they're just copping fire. And they've got no ammo and they're stuck in the car and they're just like copping fire from everywhere and no one can get to them. This is like one little section. Mm. And um, one of the guys is like, they're all like a few of the guys are like talking in the ammo room and they're like trying to f- compose themselves and everyone's like st- everyone's stressed, calms are down like and they're like, okay, who needs ammo? And they're trying to figure out where their mates are at camp because no one was ready for that, for this initial attack. Oh, wow. So they've used all, everyone's like <clears throat> used a lot of the ammo that they've got. Hang on. So when you say the outpost and they're in the middle, the bottom of a valley, mm. do you mean that they're like, that it's an actual army setup. There's an army barracks. It's an army per base. Se, yeah, base at the bottom of a valley. Yeah, okay, but the back. valley's like completely surrounded and by where's hill. Where's this valley? In what? Afghanistan. <laughs> okay, so it's it's mildly based on a true story. <laughs> no, it's based on a true story. I wonder why they would build an army base at the bottom of a valley. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, going on. Um, maybe to be hidden or something. Mm. I don't know. Um. And so, what was I? Ammo. Oh, yeah. So, so in this one, like, you know, they're like, one of the lieutenants is like, you get ammo to this person. You get ammo to these guys, blah, blah, And one of the kids, like, she, like, grabs these, like, two um, tins of ammo, goes to run out the door and just gets blown up as he's running out the door. And it's just like, no shit. Like, (laughs) you know, like, there's no, there's no, oh. I made it all the way to the car through the thousands of bullets. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and that, that, a lot of like a lot of that, um, a lot of that um, combat scene was like that. Mm. Um, it was, I guess it was for a movie. It was quite realistic, but then again, it was based on a true story. Like it was the only uh, U.S. military team to receive uh, medals of honor. For people that were still alive, usually a medal of honor oh, is wow. only ever given to someone that's killed in action or something. Really? Uh, or you know, it's yeah, the the only team ever to have like the whole team received you know um, silver stars and medals of valor and or whatever. I right. don't know. Yeah, you honor. don't know the specifics, but yeah, purple hearts and I don't know all the medals that they get. Blue Mitsubishi is all, all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> um and. Yeah, it was it was a really good movie, but in what's watch- it on Netflix? Okay, so in watching that movie, I had that thing of how would I, talking about Krav Maga and combat and so on. I was like watching them just like in this machine getting fire, and they're like, okay, our mates on the floor dying. He's crawling to us, like we're trying to make him stay there, and they need to like 
get out of this RV, cover fire, go and get him and try and get away. And they're like psyching themselves up to get out of the machine. And I was like, put myself. Wow. And that's not a, it's a movie, correct? Yeah, sure. But people have been in that position before. Yeah. They probably are right now as yeah. we're talking about it. Yeah. I was like, what 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 would be going through my head and what sort of co- like confidence and like motivation would I need to bolster up and from where to be copping fire in this armored vehicle and yeah. then just like I'm going out breathe myself into into this like state of I'm stepping out of this vehicle and I'm whether going I to, like it or not, and I'm and I'm going to run, and you're going to run, and you might not survive this run. You know, like I was like that. This is wild. That is wild. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I was like, I need some of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need, I need to. And look, I don't want to die. I don't want to be put in a situation where mm. I'm copping live rounds. Mm, sure. To my back, mm. um, um, but I, I was like, I need something in my life that gives me that, oof, 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 like, yeah, like bro. fuck, like just like super adrenaline, right? But like, um, you know, soup like pushes you super mentally, physically, yeah. But you want to be on the edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you want to feel like you're not going to live. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, I want and, something. And I, I feel need, sorry I need, for any, I need something any, future, <laughs> any future lover of mine and, and your current wife. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. we're just like, I need something in my life. Watching After watching that, I was like, you're missing something in your life right now. That's that, like, this is fucking wild, you know? Yeah. And, I, and you need to, like, and I, I got it. Um, Yeah, I get it in little bits mm-hmm. when we do, you mm-hmm. know, some things. But, you know, jumping out of a plane for the first time was like, this is wild, but it's wild for me because it's my first time. As soon as I got out of the plane, it was fun, mm-hmm. you know. It wasn't wild to the point where, like, I'm like, I'm dependent on me right now, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like flying a helicopter is going to be that, well, this is fucking wild. You know, but I, yeah, watching that, I was like, I need something that's going to be like, I don't know. I feel like this Let's is get a, bodyboard a fucking great white or something. I don't know. I feel, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we're slowly forming a new segment here. What? Could, what have you done this week that was fucking wild? <laughs> <laughs> Just to push ourselves to go fucking wild. And cause you know what, man, in all honesty, we're like, when we find our flow and, uh, you know, me riding to work and maybe going to Krav Maga and la la, you know, that's, that's like homeostasis for me. You know, that's like a place of like pleasure. You know, mm. it's like perfect, perfect, perfect routine, la 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 la, mm. you know, and then you just have moments in your life that just, which we, which we need, which are just, yeah, as you say, that was fucking wild. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, and, you know, I'm trying to think of all the times when, when I've felt that feeling and it's the times when and it's the times when I've done stuff that I've been most scared. Mm. What most scared. Mm. Yeah. It's funny, I was watching while watching that, I was trying to 
like at the end of the movie goes through that team, right? The team that were stationed there mm. and the team that were uh, – it goes through the team that, team that were killed in action on that last part of combat mm. or maybe throughout the throughout this, that, that team that lost their lives throughout that, that time that they were spent there. Mm-hmm. And they were ranging from the ages of 24 to 32. And I was like, <clears throat> okay, I'm 31. My life, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna be in that position in my life, right? Where mm. I'm holding down the fort of some fucking army barracks. Like <laughs> I, 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 that 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 part that time's gone, mm. you know. But I was like, the time is gone. That time is gone where you get selected to do it. But there's still a time that could arise where you just have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, I was like. Thinking about how my brain works and like how I, how I can, you know, how I manage people in our team and like, I was trying to put myself in that situation where I was like, how would I, how would I fit into an environment like that mm. where it's high stress, high pressure, really quick, you need to be like really quick problem solver, like, and use your physical and physical ability and your in your skills and your training to assess these situations and and at the touch of a button. Mm. And I was like, that's fucking like that. That is a really intense place to be. Mm. No wonder why, like you get people like Dan Pronk and Ben Pronk and even Dan Bailey, the way that his brain works and like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't SAS or anything, but like that sort of training for a particular period of time is turns people into different people. Mm. You know, you know what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it that kind of people that go for that, or is it the, or is it going through that experience that makes you into that? I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think that's. I don't think people are born with that. No. 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 I think you. I think you're trained to yeah. be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm. Well, I mean, this whole conversation just made me even more super excited now that I've got. Did I tell you that I got my? I, I don't think I told you no. this week. I got my letter. Saying you're in. So, well, I got my letter giving saying you are officially cleared of this thing. Thank God. Which I can now pass on to the Defence Force. It's like seven months. Oh, fucking Jesus. I'm dedicated. You, you can't are. say that I'm not, you know, they can't, the ADF can't turn around and be like, oh, you've taken too long. You, you're not into it. No, no, I've been into it the whole time. I've been into <laughs> it. I've been trying for two years. <laughs> um, but back on the... Back on the, this is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, you sent me that that video of that guy doing that swing, swing off the hot, hot, hot air, air balloon. balloon. So, yeah, so you know, yeah, that's another like, that that thing. You know, like yeah. so, I would have sent me a video of of a guy holding onto kind of like what you would describe as a ski rope, mm. and the rope's tied off. You can't see it in the shot, but the rope's obviously tied off to a higher point. And they're on a hot air balloon, so it's probably uh, another it's, hot air balloon. Yeah, it's another hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's two hot air balloons in ratio to each other. And this guy How steps the fuck off. do they do that? It's a lot of coordination. That's why they're on the radio like talking about it because right. it's like obviously there's a bit in it. Imagine la- imagine taking off like, oh. When I went hot air ballooning, mm. that's what they did. Connected. No, no, not connected. Not con- Oh, how did he get them? The rope. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. 
But yeah, hot air balloons do take off together. Yeah. They, if you think about it, they can't bump into each other. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It can't happen because all they are is a floating piece of hot air and if the wind blows them both left, they yeah. both go left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can never really get to each other. Yeah. They can go up and down in relation to each other. But other than that, no. Um, but, yeah, so he steps off and he swings and the guy goes and the, and the guy on the thing in, in the basket yells out to him, how good is that? But what, what is it? How good is that? Have a good day. How fun. No, how good. Oh, have fun. Have fun. Isn't that the best feeling or something? Like just yells out some, and I'm just like, and I just, we just watch him just swing. Into, yeah, I think he's like, how good is that? Have a fun time or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, like, yeah. Have a fun. Yeah, that's it. No though. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just wow. like the most, and for me, it's just, it's, it's a perfect combination. I think it, the reason I love it so much is because it's the perfect combination of pure, pure relaxation and pure, that's fucking wild. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's literally just swinging into midair. Calm. Yeah. Right? Like 400 metres in the air. Yeah. Just, well, yeah. Probably more, for, actually. Just to his, to his a lot higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Hot yeah. air balloons go higher than 400 metres. <laughs> yeah, well, you would have to be a lot higher than that to jump. <laughs> oh, you can do a pop and drop at like 100 metres. I don't think. No, I don't think you can. I don't what think do you, you can. mean? Uh, let's not get into the nitty gritty of skydiving. Neither of you know. That's, well, people pop and drop off towers in the city. Yeah. The bloody QV1's like. 800 metres, isn't it? What? <laughs> what planet are you on? <laughs> 200 metres. 800 metres. Isn't it 200? It's 200, isn't it? Hang can... on. Hang on, hang on. Aeroplane mode's I'm... coming oh, off for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Make an absolute bloody mockery of myself. Don't open Spotify, Dylan. That's not the answer. <laughs> QV, one. Height. Height. Tallness. Tallness. <laughs> Uh, 240, I reckon. Uh, 210. You, you know what? You've got me. What is it? Brookfield Place is 234. 240. I was fucking close. Where the hell did I get 800 from? <laughs> As it came out of my mouth, I was like, fucking what? <laughs> Empire State Building's like <laughs> not 500 yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, where were we? But anyway, the idea of just like him swinging into nothingness. Mm and possibly to his death, and he's in control completely, and he's just got a piece of fabric on his back. You know, he's like just a backpack and into nothing. Mm. And it's just like, oh, so leads me down the next path. Hello, path. August. August. We're in August. Next year. Ah, next year. Where are we going? August next year to America. Yeah. Okay. Where can you do hot air balloon skydiving? I don't know. America. Oh, that's okay. where it's going. That's where everyone's doing it. That's where everyone's doing it. That's, so, where, that's where the hot air balloon skydiving is? <laughs> so I'm thinking. Okay. We need our skydiving licenses before then. Well, I mean, we can do it there. But lot, oh, I don't know about that. Blah, 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 blah. So I want to go in April. I want to go away with Kurt. But other than that, I'm just locking down all these ideas of going other places and mm-hmm. everything I've said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save up the money and then when we go to America, I'm going to spend like a good couple of weeks, I'm thinking, spending a good couple of weeks in a good drop zone that does that kind of crazy stuff, mm-hmm. that hot air balloon skydiving and just really get involved in that 
and actually be like, that's like, I feel like that's the equivalent of like my cousin doing Pacific Crest Trial. What about base jumping off a mountain? No, base, no. You get, I, no, I'm not base like jumping. It. No, it's too, the, the risk reward factor is not there for me personally. Yeah. If I can jump off a hot air balloon into nothingness, mm. why jump off a cliff into somethingness? Why don't you go to space <laughs> and take your shirt off? <laughs> I, would, I, I could <laughs> if you wanted me to. That'd be cold, eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cold with your shirt on. <laughs> no, we were talking about that yesterday. I don't know how it came up. The house funny is the... Pictures Jordan made of the like other oh, guys in like <laughs> yeah. the, the boys rigging and so the, for like, those listening, we'll, we'll um the crew was sending photos to our our wider crew fun chat um yesterday while at work and there was a few photos of like the boys doing some rigging on top of the containers and in a scissor lift and different machines and one of the crew Jordan made like pulled their photos out and then put them in space with like the space station and astronauts and stuff and they're really good they're actually they're actually two guys on the ba- on the backpack of an astronaut <laughs> just like, fixing his helmet or something. <laughs> and then there's like a scissor lift going hyperspeed through like I haven't seen all of them. Oh, it's that, so man. funny. It's Ben in a scissor lift just going hyperspeed and it's like all warped and like um, but that that's so uh, that's what Jordan gets up to when he's operations <laughs> manager. I've run out of stuff to do. I know what I'll do. Like, I'll keep the crew entertained. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I'm I'm not against. No, it's, that's, it's that's so good. good. Um, um, oh, double arm. Um, 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 uh, I, I wanted to continue. This is a long chat. Sorry, but I've got a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not reading from a book today. It's fine. <laughs> 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 the end of the last one. I was reading all. Man search for me. And yeah, and I was like, like, you were just like, yeah, I've got to get what? <laughs> I can't do them. That's enough. I'm like, <laughs> Everyone can read the book if they want to. Um, do you want to start from page one or <laughs> <laughs> love songs and dedications? Uh, oh, did some work on. Sorry, we're only halfway through my week, bro. <laughs> yeah, ride to work, ride back from work in the rain, craft my car, yeah, Next day, never mind. Next day, went out for dinner with people. <laughs> Next day, how's people? What, what, how's people? Yeah, how are they? Yeah, they're great. Oh, good. They're really Carry good. On. No, my mum, Casey, <laughs> Casey's mum. Nice. Yeah. Um, next day, I've blocked out time each week to work on Happy One Hundred. Oh, good. Yeah, good and proper and heavy. I was talking to Chris about it yesterday. What was that? Mm. About the Happy One Hundred, mm. September sixteenth. Um. Yeah, just about how, what the plan is. Yeah. I've, I mentioned setting off a hard and then I was like me and Dylan starting Happy 100 in September, which is like a uh, a, a happier way of doing 7,500. He goes, I was like, something that makes me not depressed. <laughs> 100%. And he was like, he was like, yeah, something that I get a bit more, an easier routine and balance so you don't burn out. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one action a week and a few daily things. <clears throat> but I've to- have I told you about the setup I've got going on? No, you haven't told me. So obviously we've got I've got my little book. I write down the ideas in. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a notion going on. Oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I've got like ideas considered and then being considered and then going in. Mm-hmm. And so I'll we'll just rack and I've got like a bit of a system for daily once off actions, la la la. Recorded them all. Won't bother going through them with mm-hmm. the audience 
one Until because I'll hear about it. But two, I think a few episodes ago we mentioned a few of them. I think mm. I did that thing where I read from a book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then sorry. Also on Monday night, I watched Fight Club again. Yeah, yeah. And there's that scene. It's so good. There's there's a lot of good scenes. Is the rule? Are you just implementing a rule about the Happy One Hundred that. You're you can't. Allowed, you're not allowed to talk about the Hermione 100. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't mention anything out of the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I watched Fight Club. Yeah, and there's a scene. And I'll, I'll try and take you back. There's obviously the scene where he puts the he kisses his hand and Brad Pitt kisses his hand and then he puts the lie on and it burns and he's like, "Stay with the pain." And he's yeah. Like, nothing. Nothing's worth anything without pain. Like. Nothing is worth anything without sacrifice and without pain, basically. Mm. There's that scene, which I was like, damn straight, sis. But then there's a scene where, in hindsight, it's funny because obviously everyone knows at Fight Club that it's the same person. Yeah. Right. So he's having a conversation with himself with two people in the back. But basically, (laughs) (laughs) Brad Pitt's driving the car and he lets go of the wheel and it's like highway traffic and Edward Norton his other self is like leaning over and being like, what are you doing? And then Brad Pitt's like yelling at him like, look at you. Look at how in control you have to be. You have to manage everything. You have to manage your expect." And he just goes on this rant and he's like, stop trying to control everything and just let go. And I was like, oh, and I just felt this like epiphany. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't even like it didn't even need to happen. I was yeah, yeah. I'm in a good place. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, I'm great. But it was just like this idea. It's like, and it wasn't so much like about. It was more like nothing. It was more a realization that like nothing matters. So do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah sure. And, and and we remind ourselves of this consistently. I think that you and I go through these phases of being like really, <laughs> we've mentioned it before, really heavy about mm. things mm. and problems and like solving things and it's great and it's and it gives us meaning and purpose. Mm. And then also sometimes it's nice to just be like, relax, like, bah, like, yeah, just yeah. let go. I think what I think that comes from the fact that we're in, and as I don't know, I guess as if you are in business, you should be in this state. You should be constantly in this stage. Um, but you know, we're in a growth stage of multiple businesses. Um, we've got a lot of things, we're trying to do a lot of things, you know, and when you, when you have that consistency in your life for a while, it feels like you don't, yeah, you're in this like constant trend of pushing forward Mm. and that's tiresome. Yes. You know, and it's those moments that you get you where you're just like, Oh, like life, life doesn't have to be that quick right now, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yes. Mm. And, and, uh, and I'll, I'll give you a real life version of how this actually applies. I, as you know, I email myself. Reminders. Actions. Yeah. And reminders. And what happens is I find myself, I will be thinking about how to make our business and our lives better. Mm. And then I will consistently, it'll burn into my head until I send an email to myself reminding me to action the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you like a random example. Say I'm in the shower and I'll be like, 
I know what we need. We need a team leader, like we need a team leader engagement letter and we need to figure out exactly what a team leader and a crew boss do. And then we need to figure out exactly how much more we need to pay them. And we need to do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I'll send myself an email being like, figure out the team leader engagement letter. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank fuck I do that because yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I've learned to do is like, I, it'll if I'm in the shower or whatever I'm doing or if I'm on my bike or whatever, it will impact my time to the point where I have to stop the shower or stop riding and do the thing. Right. And what that scene from yeah, yeah, Fight yeah. Club taught me is like, who gives a fuck? Like, let it go. You know, like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. If you don't have the thought again, it, it wasn't, wasn't good important enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just like if you think of a cool thing, and I'm so scared of my own memory going, you know, because I've got shit memory, obviously. I'm so scared of that that I'm constantly trying to mitigate against it, but it becomes tiresome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gives me a bit of... um Business anxiety. Business anxiety, that thing that we spoke about before, you know, <clears throat> before so a few episodes. This ago. is interesting. <laughs> we're on this, like... We're on this period of growth, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're teaching ourselves a lot. We're learning a lot from other people, and we're implementing on the thing on these ideas that we have, mm. and we're trying to push ourselves and our businesses far as we can take it. To you know, set up a future for ourselves and our families, and change, like you know, make an impact. In our lifetime, mm. at what point does that stop? You know, at what point does that stop? Uh, it don't. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you need to find a way. Uh, as you yeah. say, you need yeah. to find a way to figure out the process. You know, where we're in this might like you know the way that we operate now, the way that sorry, not our business. Our minds, yep. the way that our minds operate now, mm. in that state of mind of what is the next step? How do we push this further? How do we make it better? Mm. You know, whatever we're doing, how do we make it better? How do we make it faster? How do we make it stronger, harder, better, faster, stronger? Um, and but how do we do that in a in a way that has longevity so that it doesn't impact our life? Mm. But we can still have that trend, mm. you know. Yeah, I think that's an art yeah. that we will we will figure out through time. We've only been doing this for I think two I think years. That you and I, I think that you and I have figured it out. I think you and I have figured it out. I think we just forget that we have. I think that you and I are good at shutting off, but we forget that we're good at it when we're on. Okay, you know, and that let go of the necessity to plan and control the mm. thing that I've just thought of. Mm. That's just a new, it's a new outlook. Oh, wait. It's a new tool in, yeah, the, yeah. in the belt of tools that I already have to make my life feel balanced. Sure. You know what I mean? And it was a nice tool to find. And it was interesting because it came after watching 90, so night Woodstock 99, obviously. Mm. Um, Fuck, wild. Yeah, but they mentioned Fight Club in that documentary. As a movie that was hit. Uh, that was hit violent, about violence and about like, you know, mm. these people are like this because this was the way that 
And I understand that young kids, I understand, even when I was 18, watching Fight Club, and then all of a sudden it's like, let's just go beat each other up in the park. Do you know what I mean? Because it looked cool because Brad Pitt was doing it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. But to take from that, but but Fight Club, that that actually has some amazing moral ideas in it. You know what I mean? Society. Society, bro. Society. Mm. Society. Yeah, but me and Aldo used to yell that at each other when we were what? Any from 16, 16. onwards. <laughs> what did you get at 16? Society. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That's right. That's, it's so funny. We thought it was so unique. It's so normal. The unique part is that we still say it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're immersed in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Recognizing the good parts. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we go on about society. Um, yeah, oh, actually, you know, I've just spoken a bloody bitch ton about bitch ton. <laughs> a bitch ton. Forgive me. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Bitch ton. A metric bitch ton. <laughs> um, That's how's, a lot. How's your how's your personal evolution going? Have you got anything going on in this I've, week? I've, of, I've noticed know? that I don't have anything at the moment that's like. Fucking that wild. I, that's <laughs> fucking wild. All that I do for me. Yeah. Um. And I'm having this, and it's probably been for the last few months, but I'm having this battle of there's things that I want to do mm. and be good at, mm-hmm. but there's too many of them mm-hmm. that I'll never be, I don't, there's not enough time mm. for me to do them, get good at them, and enjoy them mm. all at the same time. No. Hey, what but, are they? Huh? What are but, they? Communals, like add them all together. What are they? Rattle them off. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, you're on a rant. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan, I'm, I'm on a rant. <laughs> but because I know that in doing them, I'll never get to the point of being really good at it, right, mm-hmm. it turns me away from starting it. Oh, no. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. I really want to do this thing, mm. but if I start it, mm-hmm. it's going to take how, that much time and I won't have enough time to do this other thing that I really want to, you know, do as well. But if I do that, I also want to be really good at it. Mm. And then that's just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But you have to start to know if you even would be good at it. Mm. But, yeah, that's a... Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... Okay. All right. So... The, I mean, how many times do we have to say, Aldo? What? That the joy is in the progression and not in the destination. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but I want to be good. <laughs> I do want to be good. What What are the things that you want to be good at? Uh, millinery. Millin? Oh, making hats. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't do it here. There's nowhere to learn here. Okay. But I'm starting that. I'm going to try to do it in Melbourne when I go to Melbourne. Cool. Uh, There's no online course? No. You can't just get the materials and give it a red hot? No, you need gear. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, um, newsflash. What? You can't do it here. Yet? <laughs> Why don't you start it? Why don't you be the Sean, mil- millinery man? What? Perth Millinery, millinery School. <laughs> oh, Maybe. Yeah. Um, Good side hustle. Anyway, continue on. Um, fuck now. 
Mental oh. bank. All I care about is millinery. <laughs> no, uh, Muay Thai. Yes, fair call. I set myself a thing to fight next month at the start of the year. Right. I haven't trained since before the wedding. Yeah. I actually spoke to Rob last night on the phone about doing one day a week because that's better than me trying to commit to three days a week and not having time and then we being busy. Yeah. Pardon? I just t- tell the listeners that we bopped. <laughs> yeah. So I spoke to Rob and I was like, Friday next, let's catch up, go for lunch. Danny bought me a voucher for all new, like, sparring gear. Nice. To get sparring gear and mouth guard and that. Um, so me and Rob will go for lunch, go get some gear, and then I'll start one day a week. Mm-hmm. Not, And he was like, oh, jump into class or, you know, to make it more cost-effective and easier for you. I was like, the cost-effective thing isn't an issue like I, I rather, time. I rather have a set time, and then I'd rather one-on-one time with my mate that I never get to see. You know, mm-hmm. that would feed me more than jumping in a class. Like totally. I don't, I don't need to be, a, I don't, I don't, I don't need to make more friends. Mm-hmm. Got enough friends. Mm-hmm. It's not about that either. But I'd rather spend time with Rob and do one-on-one, mm. and just have that slowly, mm. slow progression. Mm. So I'm not. I'll never. You know, I might fight. Once in the future, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Muay Thai, millinery, making hats. Um, Piano. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the lead singer of a major hip-hop band. <laughs> no. Um, um, I... Fuck, my mind is blank now. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Probably a helicopter pilot. Definitely. Yeah, you probably want to be good at skydiving. You probably want to give it a crack anyway. Oh, so um, diving and spearing. Oh, yeah. I want to get into that mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I've had my spear gun in the, go- in the water twice, mm-hmm. which is not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking good enough. Mm. Um, so harsh on yourself. <laughs> I know, but it's very easy to be harsh on yourself. You start one of these things. As mm. soon as you start doing Muay Thai, mm. the pressure, I feel like you're feeling, not that you're feeling negative, but, no, you're, but you're thinking about, but you are thinking about what you're not doing. Yeah. The pressure of th- that that thought process, mm. as soon as you start doing just the Muay Thai, the pressure of all the other things will just float off your back. You might think about them. Yeah, yeah. You might, you, you, they might be there and you're excited to do them, but the 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 negative thought of not doing them will be l- less powerful than the positive thought you're having about one day doing them because mm. you're doing Muay Thai. I think what thing, yeah, I think currently because I'm not doing any of like the little things that are for me mm. that I enjoy because mm. I'm not doing any of them at the moment, I'm instead of looking at them as, just get started. Just you know, just do a little bit of all of them every now and then mm. until it becomes like a bit of a routine for you. Because I'm not doing any of them, it feels like oh well, time's running out. You know, <laughs> why get started now? <laughs> which, is, which is which is not how my brain works usually. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think um like um. I don't know. So when are you I starting more time? 
Probably like two weeks. Two okay, weeks. why two weeks? Because uh, I don't. I, next week's going to be a big week. Mm-hmm. Working seven days, uh, nine days straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want know to do like a Wednesday morning before work? No. Throw one in there. No. No. <laughs> no. Why not? I don't know. You don't know, do you? No. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> you're you're having the experience because it happens further away as well. The experience. I feel like, and I don't know because I'm not your brain. But the feeling I had about Krav Maga, mm. I put Krav Maga off for since May when I was so when I was at Kelmscott or whatever it was, Galvin's. Oh when yeah. I decided, when I first at lunch, I sent an email to be like, I want to try this class, right? Mm. Only just got around to it this week, right? But eventually, it was just like, just fucking book it, like, yeah. shut up, yeah, stop yeah. making excuses, yeah. stop waiting for the world to be perfect for you. It's not. We work in a crazy environment. You and I, we work shift work. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Shift workers have a notoriously <clears throat> hard time creating a routine. Mm. If there's anyone that can do it, it's us. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're having that dopamine hit. One day I'm, one day soon I'm going to start Muay Thai again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> In two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Why aren't you doing it Wednesday? Well, I mean, you've woken up earlier. You, you, you survive a four-hour sleep, so I don't know what your excuse is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it also comes down to the fact that I haven't been training in, well, I, th- I haven't trained since after the wedding. Sure. Because after the wedding, I had some time off and then we did a bit of office work. Then it was straight to Dirk. Got home from Dirk like Splendor. an hour, you know, a week and a half. Then it was straight to Splendor for a month. And then I got back and it was like a week in the office, then straight to site. And, it's hard to build up some routine and someone in that. I totally, oh man, honestly. It's not an ex, it, it's an excuse because you still did exercise at Splendor in every morning. Good on you. Most mornings, not, but yeah. Good on you for that. But I feel like a lot of my personal motivation to go and do thing, do something for myself in those, in, in with those interests comes down to the fact that I'm not exercising and I don't feel good, mm-hmm. you know, that mm. week, like working buggers me out. Mm. I don't have that. I don't have that energy storage to be like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking get the boat in the water and go for a swim, mm. you know, yeah, and shoot fish because mm. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's because I'm unfit. Like I, I'm, I'm. I'm fit, like I can feel that I'm physically unfit. unfitter than I was five months ago. Sure, sure. Or four months ago. How long did I get married? Yeah, four or five months ago, you know. I was quite fit. Can I make a recommendation? Well, can I, I, w- I will make a recommendation. No. <laughs> this Wednesday, instead of going to Muay Thai, yeah. right, wake up two hours before your shift. For Froth Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And in the time that you would have gone to Muay Thai. Go for a ride. Go for a walk. Mm. Put your headphones in, take pee, whatever, mm, and just go for a mm, walk. Get mm. your brain into that route. Get your brain into that. Because I need that too, man. There's no doubt about it. When I was at Splendor, I didn't just go for a run. It was like, first I'm getting up early. 
Then I'm getting up early and I'm reading my book. Mm. Then I'm getting up early, reading my book and going for a walk. Mm. Then I'm getting up early, reading my book, going for a walk down to the beach. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then it's just a slow progression until eventually after two weeks, it's I'm getting up, I'm going for a run, blah, 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 blah I'm doing some office work. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I get it. Your brain's the same as mine. It's like building your own little routine and it's a safe place. And also it doesn't fucking matter because you got the whole, you got your whole life to do it. So mm. it doesn't matter. So yeah, sure. I can sit here and be like, what's your excuse? Go to Muay Thai. But I wouldn't. I would probably be like, go for a walk first. Mm. I haven't exercised in three, not me, but you know, if you haven't felt you haven't exercised in a few months. Oh, or don't whatever. get me wrong. Like work's pretty laborious, but it's not, um, it's not, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not uh, respiratory fitness. Mm. Um, and it's not for you. What? The work. Like, it's not for you. You're talking about you haven't done something for you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. a very big mental difference between going for a walk in your own time because you've chosen to mm. and then walking 20,000 steps at Frothtown. <laughs> Because you have to be there. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It doesn't have the same. You feel good. Mm. You've achieved something and you've got the camaraderie, but it's a different happiness to, I'm taking this time for myself to go and do this for me. Mm. You know? Mm. So check back in next week. Mm. We have this pod and hopefully you've woken up at the same time you would have to get to Muay Thai, but you will have done something for yourself. Mm. Yeah? Okay. Okay, good. All right. Can, well, and any other personal evolution? <laughs> I'm shaving my head. <laughs> what? <laughs> you say that like once every three months and I'm yet to see it. I'm yet to see it. I know I'm going to hate it. Are you going to do it? I'm not going to shave my head. I'm going to cut my hair off. Okay. I know I'm going to hate it. Yeah. But I'm fucking over it. Good. Yeah. Good. What are you going to do? I don't know. I need to, I want to raise money to cut it off. It's the longest it's ever been. I'm just trying to think of what haircut you, you should do. Full bowl cut. Just a straight up bowl. Yeah. Well, well yeah, with the like shaved to the book to the, the skin. shaved shaved just above my mustache. So the whole way around it's the same height. <laughs> just a bowl cut around my yeah, mustache. Yeah. Oh, shit. So it just falls yeah. up. <laughs> so you can just see like a bowl and oh, my oh god. god, what have you done? Oh god, what have you done? Oh I flip it upside down. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the one. Um here yeah, I just full bowl cut, same root length around my around the side of my face, front of my face too, and then like um, Lord Farquaad, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would actually be sick. Bowl cut, skin. I reckon that would be epic. Nah. Yeah, gross, but great. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Thrasher magazine, full on. I don't know, but um. You just need to change, don't you? It's like me getting my nose pierced. You just uh, need to throw a spanner in your works a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I need some pain too. Some pain? Yeah. I want a tattoo. Okay. That made, I was like, you're going to Muay Thai. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah. If you stop waiting two weeks. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, um, I've, didn't tell you, I don't think. I've booked in to, oh, I did tell you. Prince Albert. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I've. Booked in for some more additions to my, oh. to my sleevey boy. Oh yeah, yeah. More, what, more what tough stickers. More tough stickers. Yeah. Should I just get that on me? <laughs> more tough. Stickers. What are you getting? I'm getting the two fake revolvers crossed. Yeah, yeah. With the flags. That's yeah, like yeah. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. 
So if anyone... Where are you getting that? Where? Yeah. I'm yet to decide. I'll probably go through it with Aaron when I'm there. Figure right. out a good spot for it. Um, and then... Are you going to get them on your bicep? So you got the two crossed over guns. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down, champion. That's actually a pretty funny spot for it. Calm down, champion. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, actually. Probably won't do it there, but I like it. Oh, that's good. Um, and I'm getting my mermaid bum covered. Bum and nipples covered up. Um, yes, that's what I'm doing. Nice. Anyway, and I, well, I was thinking about adding in the cage with the snake and the whole, but I've just come up, I've just come up cage. with that. I only come up with that. What so cage? it was a, so I want, so you know how I wanted originally the the cage with the eagle busting out of it? Yes. Oh, across my chest? Yeah. I don't want to cover my chest because it's a beautiful chest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who said that? It's me. Mez. <laughs> yeah, my own mother. <laughs> Telling you, you've got a handsome chest. Don't, <laughs> don't cover it up with ink. It's unnecessary. Um. So I wanted to, I wanted to pay homage to our... Society. I want to pay homage to our breaking of the mold, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk we talk a lot about our business, but I've been speaking to a lot of people lately, Jesse and Jade and Lyle and stuff about. I don't really, and even Gersima, about how our business doesn't really feel like a business. I feel like it's a it's an art. So it feels like more of like a a world that we've created. It feels like cyclists and bicep are a world that we've created mm-hmm. to make joy happen for us and everyone else. Sure. You know, it doesn't yeah. really, when I call it a business, it's like it's, when my legacy is a business, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, you know. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. paying homage to that, I want to get a snake, obviously because that's our little mascot, but then I don't want to get like the emoji, but like a cool in the same style as what mm-hmm. I've got. But then coming out of some kind of enclosure of some description to to be a metaphor for, us being outside of the box. Why don't you put a snake or a snake um, in a meadow? <laughs> <laughs> meadow snake. Calm down. <laughs> oh, um, I like it. Yeah, I yeah, I I reckon I'm definitely going to get a tattoo to commemorate ten years of cyclists this year. Okay, what what what? A cyclist tattoo? Or a tattoo that commemorates a tattoo that's yours. That when you look at it, you go, "I got that because of ten years of cycles." I was thinking about getting the the. Now this is a question. This will this will alter whether or not this is something I would get. An ABN mm. is that always your ABN? Oh wow! Or if your ABN <laughs> listen, or if your ABN, um, uh, you know. Lapses. Does mm. that number then like a mobile number? Yeah. Does that then go to some other company? I don't know. All right. I I would think that it's ours forever. Right. But I honestly couldn't tell you. Mm. Why are you thinking about getting it? Just the numbers, yeah. What numbers? Eight two one six one two five five three four nine. Atta boy. Well done. Um. There you go, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you can check it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Someone else goes and gets the tattoo. <laughs> that that's so the, I mean, that's very, I don't know. 
And then I could get just a, like a full barcode of just list of ABNs of businesses that I've ever owned. I know. I know. And, that, and that's kind of like... Society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the government's version of what our business is. Yeah, no, it's not yeah, what our business what, is. Yeah, that's why no, I, no. I hate calling it a business, even though that's what the definition of it See, is. See, I'd probably get... Um, I'd probably get... Oh, uh, yeah. I'd like to get like the logo or something. But I don't know about where I'd get it and it's, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough, but I do want to get something to commemorate 10 years. Maybe yeah. a big X. Oh, yeah. For 10. Yeah. But then, nope. <laughs> What's I, Roman I, numerals got to do, got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> um. The cyclist logo is a big X, just a bit more muddled up. Maybe I'll get the cyclist logo. On a gravestone with in a meadow. <laughs> Why on a gravestone? I don't know. The end of cycle implying that it's dead. With death comes birth. Okay. Nah. Wishy washy. Yeah. What can it? Nah, I don't know. Uh, no, I think we should get the cyclist logo tattooed on us. I think it's it's coming up. It's coming up. It's been it's been long enough. Yeah. You know, it's been yeah. ten years. Yeah. Coming up on 10 years. I mean, you got one for fucking Olsa on their fifth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. We've done double that time. I haven't even got it on me. I don't trust it. <laughs> Just another tattoo that me and you both share. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. But you know what, though? I Like, is that not one of the, you know, I think I said, what did I, I think I wrote this to you in a card once or whatever, but like. Having, we're very, you and I are very lucky mm. that we have each other. Like not many people get, especially men, I would suggest, get the kind of relationship with their best mate where they're like, we've got 90% of the same tattoos. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were in all the environments the same and we feel and we think the same way about the world, mm. you know. No, I think I'll definitely get the logo, word yeah. and logo. Might get it on my foot. Yeah, I, I don't go, know. I could go feet. I could go footsies. Yeah, or neck. On your neck. <laughs> I had, well, on I my back. I can't keep. Maybe I can use that just to your, cover up. The, just your whole back. <laughs> just a giant cycle like on your back. <laughs> business evolution of the week. <laughs> Seriously, no business evolution of the week. Shall we move on? Yeah. What you got? What have you got? I've got plenty. Man, plenty, plenty, plenty. This is going to be a wild summer. Fucking wild. Wild summer, eh? And um, talking to like Ben and Taylor and Jesse and who else was with? Derby. Nick. And Nick. Well, I didn't have that conversation with Nick this week, but having that conversation about the season ahead and so on, just like. Gauging the boys' excitement to be able to, you know, deliver. Well, just get get lost in the froth of what we do, what we started doing. You know, what why we started doing what we do um, is really cool, and I'm excited for the um, the next five months. Yeah, 
we had a lot on, mm. a lot on. So much so that we've had to create a bloody. I mean, you would think that we would have already had this, but we an event planner. We have an event planner now because we've just been asked to do so many festivals, and not even just get, like not even just jobs, like so many festivals. Mm. <laughs> we have to like correlate them. There's bloody stuff over East New Zealand, all sorts of stuff mm. going on. It's really exciting. I'm really, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that some of our clients are open to the idea of touring some of our team without us. Mm. That would be really nice. You know, I think there's a lot of growth to be done there and I, th- I feel like that's a really like, you know, when you feel like you're growing at Cyclist, it's when you feel like you're jumping on a plane to go and build a gig. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I've made it. I'm worthy of being paid for to go to another city. Because I'm mm. that good at my job. I found out something yesterday. Is it able to be said on air? Yes. Tell me. I um, <laughs> me and Derby having a chat about building a bar for his thirtieth birthday. And I was like, man. I was like, I'm home. So let's like let's build something for your build something for your party. He's having a a thrift shop theme, I guess. Macklin Moore. I don't know. <laughs> Um, everyone's getting jet skis. Um, <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, let's build, let's build a bar or like, you know, he's like, I want some like, you know, bar tables or something. I was like, yeah, we'll fashion out of pallets or whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll create something, you know, reuse, recycle. And I'm like, what's the date of it again? And he goes, 2nd of October. That's my, that's my actual birthday. And I was like, fucking what? Oh, no. And I'm not here. I'm in Adelaide. Oh, no. So I'm really sad. And the one thing that I said oh, no. to myself was that I'm going to prioritize being home for a few occasions. And that was one of them. That was one of them. Oh, no. And I literally, it was the day before that I sent off the, you sent off the thing for me approving, or well, for them to approve me going over. So I was like, that's super boring. That's okay. It's just a. One of my best mates' thirtieth birthdays that happens once. <laughs> I'm going to Radelaide, mm. and I've got grapevine. Oh, do you? So you want to miss it too? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, 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 you know what? I'll uh, I'll do the cheeky one. I'll build it, and then on show day, parlez-vous, von von, <laughs> passez-vous. I'll pass the buck. I'll pass the buck. Hopefully, yeah, I won't. I won't be home. Yeah, no, you'll be out for the count. Fuck. Boring. Yeah, that's sad. sacrifice. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, a, a good thing. You know, you'll be doing happy one hundred. You yes. can continue on with happy one hundred. I know it'll be tough. I'll oh. be with Drew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. it's not Sam's thirtieth. No, it'll be worth it. I dare say, I know you and the Nocturnal guys are very close and you've been through some times. I dare say you can get through this one without a Bev. Oh, I'll give it a go. Oh, come on. Give it a try, would you? I'll give, I'll give, give it, it a go. Give it an actual try. Um, all right. Oh, but are you good for me to start some Yeah, business evolution. Go. Yeah, blaze. Send it. Brother. I don't really, like. I don't have anything. I mean, <laughs> all I know is that we've got a big season coming up and I've been building the Biggie Bar. Um, no. So, so, so I, I'm not going to go into too many specifics, but some cool things have happened. 
Yes. Um, we got some uh, because you know in the in the interest of being honest with our audience because that's what we decided to do to a certain degree. The government. <laughs> we got some government grants, which is exciting. <laughs> How far are you going to go into this? <laughs> yep, they gave us 500 bucks. Worked out perfect. <laughs> no, we got, got some government assistance, which is cool. Some COVID help, which is great. That helped us a lot. We, But this week, um, a lot of cool stuff happened within the business. So we basically finished our company. You're probably finding out about this for the first time. We finished our company employee handbook. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is looking really really good branded 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 well it's branded from a quantum point of view sure we'll we'll spice give it a little spruce up um but basically what the company handbook is for is to you know we've been running this business in the current way that it is for probably six years now Mm -hmm. yeah um and we've always found it very hard to police and Maintain. maintain some kind of actual, um, what's the words I'm looking for? Mm. Like being able to keep people accountable mm. to a piece of an actual piece Literature. of company yeah. policy where we go, hey, you've read this and you can't do that, remember, see? Mm. You know, and, and it helps and it's going to help with, you know, our staff do fun but silly things that we don't tell them off for, which we want to tell them, well, we want to keep them accountable for, hmm. which is like not doing your timesheets and just silly stuff like rocking up. You know, you might rock up late to work or you might not wear the right uniform to, yeah. the, you know, bicep instead of cyclists or whatever. I'm not throwing my car under the bus. They're amazing. But there is some things that it's just like because there's no, happens. no, no written legal document to be like, hey, guys, you're not allowed to do that, then it's very hard to police it so anyway so that's exciting um and the cool thing about the document is, is every single policy and procedure in the document refers back to one of our values so it's like when you know this 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 the reason we have this policy is because it ties to our value of freedom mm. you know and then it ties to our, and then the next one ties to our value of heart and like it goes it references our values so that people are like i get it mm. i get why you have this it's yeah, not sure, just sure. like be like this, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Because yeah. it's not our style. Yeah, so I find that really cool. Um, and then rather ironically, we have finished our letter of engagement for team leaders. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shower thoughts, <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, which is super exciting. That's actually just currently getting branded. Yep, it's almost done. You've seen it. I saw a written thing. Yeah, so something from Quantum about. Yeah, yeah. So basically up until now we've had all our team leaders, we set a team leader in our group chat for every job there's a team leader, but that, but we just threw that at people and originally it was just people that had been with the business for like three plus years, whereas now, but then it got to the point where we had to like make new people team leaders because they were like the most proficient and people were like, that's all well and good, but what's expected of me? Like I don't know what I'm doing. And I actually mentioned this with Jaden when he came and picked up his award during the week. I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing this thing with the engagement letter for team leaders. And he was like, yeah, that's great because I've been team leader a few times. And I'm like, cool. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, I get the uh, general idea is for me to like be a leader and like help people with tasks and stuff. But other than that, like, well, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, 
finally got the social media calendar with our tray, our tray yeah. on. But I liked where it started. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like where it started. You like where it finished. We gave them feedback. They went, they came back to us with something. You then gave them feedback on what they came back with. And then again. <laughs> yeah. And now they've kind of gauged who we are. The style. Yeah. That we like. Yeah. It's for both. Out. And they both both were good. And what do you know what I've noticed? Uh a lot of the photos are all my photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I think I just need to take more photos. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, and your photos that you took of Froth Town mm. are epic. They're really, they're really good photos. I need a better camera. Someone a- wants a phone upgrade. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> okay, well, we can do that. Business evolution. Alder gets a phone upgrade. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this social media calendar, I guess, is like, I'm, I'm sure we mentioned it in a previous podcast, but basically we're working with a third party who are going to be running our socials at the moment because, you know, outsourcing. You can't have time to do all of it. Mm. Um. I mean, I was saying to Sam yesterday, and this is something that people should implement into their business despite, like, you know, despite you feel like you're losing control of an aspect of your company. If you can, if you, if you can spend money to create more time for yourself, that is money well spent. Mm. Sorry. If you can, if you can integrate someone or, uh, a third party to help a process within your company for a cost, but it frees up time and then gets the thing done still and you can separate that level of control from that aspect of your business to them, then you should do it because it like I said to Sam, I was like, if I can if I can create time by getting someone else to do something that I could be doing, that is a good it is gold. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. is, that is more important than gold. That is time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and time is linear. If you look at time. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, like, you know, it, 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 not to go on a rant about time, but time is our most precious resource, you know. Mm. Like, it's just dripping away <laughs> without getting too deep. But, you know, being able to do that kind of stuff is super important. Mm. You know, and, you know you're, so, you're so good at so many other things. So are you. Yeah. I know. If only I could outsource my spreadsheets. See, there was a, um, I can't remember. There's a fun game we could play here where I tried to describe a person and then you go, oh, that guy. Yeah, I yeah. know who you're talking about. Okay. Oh, neither of us know his name. Right, right, right. I'm not going to do it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the actor guy? Yeah, yeah. He plays of- the cop. Um... <laughs> No, he doesn't. No. Um, so, uh, fuck. Wow, that's gone. Whatever that was. Oh, but the, whatever that was in your head has just disappeared? Absolutely. Okay, that's okay. Carry on. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, oh, that's right. Sorry. Oh, we're back. That was quick. It was within the podcast. Um, uh, there was an Excel game. I love you. There was an Excel spreadsheet games. Fuck off, what? Yeah, and you can watch it. Google it after this. It's on YouTube. And there's an Excel spreadsheet games and people compete at Excel. I started reading it 
and then something distracted me and I didn't watch the video, but that's I'm fair. also not interested. That's so, so fair. But you would be, and this is why I pass this information on. <laughs> I'm not even sure that I'd be interested. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you said the one thing that you could spend hours doing and time would just float on by would be Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> You are going to get yourself into an Excel spreadsheet competition tunnel tonight. Oh, God. Business. To the future, Mrs. Splat, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> God, that guy, Dylan, he sounds all right. What? Ten hours a day doing spreadsheets? <laughs> Hot. Um, uh, oh, right, another thing. We now have a We Are Hiring flyer. In our brand. Great. That's new for you. I did say something. And it takes the, um, basically it takes our, you know, you and, you and I do a Facebook post every, mm. every couple of bloody six months or whatever and we write the big spiel. Yep. Yeah, it basically just took that spiel and made it into our branding and. And, and forever. And forever. And forever, forever yeah. language. So I'm going to um, pass that on to one of our guys, Dylan Gills. He's going to hand out at his uni and. We can bloody pepper all the cars at all the places and then I also want to take it, simplify it, and then turn it into a – I want to turn it into a post that people can post on their story that's like um, I want to make a challenge for each crew member to bring one person into the company and I want to create it – I want to create a challenge that if everyone brings one person into the company, then something epic happens. Right. Okay. And including me and you, so we have to go out and find one person and bring them into the business. Sure. But I want to create a, a thing for them to post on their thing, which is like, you know, I have to bring one person, la, 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 if I do this, then this, you know, and like people can see it. And be What's like, the thing at the end? I don't want to talk about it on air. Okay. This is where those things happen. You know, I, would, I don't want to talk about it on air because I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's what, figure it what, out. Okay, yeah, all right, we, fair enough. What could the one thing be? I reckon we could do something really cool like... Hire a boat. Yeah, that was literally what I was going to say. Boat party. Yeah, we could have like a big boat. We'll, we'll throw a boat party for everyone. With the new people. With the new people. Interesting. <laughs> Our crew just like, oh, yeah, we've got this person. We have a boat party. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, you know, there'd be some terms and conditions. That, mm. You know, they've got to do at least X amount of shifts or whatever before we commit to this said. Look, it'd be, it's got to be pretty decent for everyone to bring one person and for mm. all those people to do <clears throat> 10 shifts. So the prize has to be like, and then we're all going to Bali. Oh. Next year in June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're still with us then. But, yeah, something like that. I, don't, I want to create it. I want to make it powerful and then I want to make it something that people can share. And Braden kind of inspired me when he did that cool post for us the other day. It was mm. really nice of him to do that. Did he just do that? Well, I, I DM'd every single crew. As I said, yeah, I DM'd. Yeah, but every, did he make that? He just made that. Yeah, nice. He was like, I don't know what I'll do. I'll do this. It was his version of helping out. Yeah, man. Yeah. I had, yeah, a lot of good feedback from that. It was cool. Um, uh, and then I suppose the last two things, which are the most important things in regards to the business evolution of the week, would be the phone calls on Wednesday that I had with all the crew. Oh, yeah. So we had four crew that um, were not 
would be described as not up to the standard. Um, but then I called them and I took on not living all our values, not living all of our values. Yes. That's, that's a good way of saying it because it's correct. Um, it's, it's hard. Look, it's hard enough as a, as a person that doesn't like, doesn't really like conflict. Confrontation. Yes. What other words are there for the same thing? Well, conflict is kind of like, oh no, you're right. My brain went combat. (laughs) No, I like the idea of combat. (laughs) Hey, you want to come into a meeting? I've just finished Krav Maga. (laughs) You're right. You're right. No, confrontation is the correct word because confrontation is something you don't want to have, whereas conflict, I can handle conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I went through and I was like, I took a bit of that culture code stuff and basically the summation of all the things that we've learned over the last few years. And and when I rang them, I had this really, I went into this mindset of being like, I really wonder why they didn't show up for work or why yeah. they were an hour late instead of being like, why? Like instead of being like, uh, aggressive, yeah, you yeah. Know, I had this like, Hey, you did this and you did that. I it's just it, like why? Well, I had this ownership yeah. of like, okay, well, obviously me and Aldo have done something wrong. You know, there's, some, there's either something they, missing. we haven't communicated something, yeah. you know, or or we haven't created an environment for them where they felt like they needed to or whatever it is, it's our fault. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, we're the leaders. Yeah. And so I just was like went in there with that like, I'm curious to know what's happening in your life that's caused this to occur. And it ended up being that all of them were burnt out. Uh-huh. They were all they'd all gone really, really hard. Both a few of them work a couple of jobs, which we um, are all about. Mm. We're, um, you know, we always have been. If you're using cycle, you have cycles as a job and another job as a job. You know, cool, no worries. That's mm. you need to make money somehow. That's fun. And everyone really appreciated the fact that I was asking them about the why. Yeah, and that I just had a I had a cool chat with them when I first spoke to them. I was like, "Hey, how are you? La la la. How's this? How's that?" And then, okay, let's get into it. And then I found out about the burnout, and then I realized that what they didn't, and then I found out through curiosity what they didn't know was that you and I, they thought that you and I would rather them take on all the shifts, help out as much as they can, and burn themselves out then they didn't know that what we actually wanted them to do was to look after themselves, put their oxygen mask on first. Uh-huh. And if if they're free on a Friday and it's their first day off in seven days and they're and there's and they've got nothing on they've got nothing on, on Friday, but they but there's shifts free. They didn't realise that they that we would want them to have that day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and not put their hand up. Yeah. And and not commit to a shift. Well, and actually, it's one of those things like I'd rather I'd rather us tell a client two, three days out, look, sorry, we can't fulfill your request. We don't have anyone available. Everyone's working too much, mm. you know. Um then us say yes, and then a few hours beforehand someone's like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm unwell. I'm I'm too buggered. You know, I can't I can't commit. Anyone able to help? No, no one's able to help because you know there isn't that there is many no, re- yeah, there's no yeah. resources for your for your, your for your cover. The person has a negative. You know, the person's burnt out. They've been doing their best, and then they can't make it. 
our clients let down, we're let down, they feel guilty or bad and, you know, the whole mood is different. Whereas if you just say no earlier, the client knows, we know they've got day off to recover. Yeah. And then that's just a cleaner thing and it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, I'd rather have people comfortable with going, nah, I'd rather not. Mm. I need a day off. Uh, then and and a client knows that we're not going to be able to fulfill it. Then some not showing up, or someone mm. showing up late, or someone showing up half assed. Yeah, yeah, but big yeah, time because it works for the client, and that we care about them. But it also works for the crew member. Yeah, you know that like them rocking up to work with a positive attitude, feeling good about themselves, in the right uniform, ready to attack the day, mm. and get, and put out quality, mm. put out quality work. But less of it is more important to us than them doing seventy hours a week, and and the last twenty of those hours being very very difficult and and somewhat depressing, and and they've got no energy to do it, and the clients looking at them going, <laughs> "Wow, that person looks wrecked." Mm. That's not okay, mm. you know. Quality over quantity, yeah, with time, you yeah. Know? You know, quality. I'd rather them put in quality time than put in quantity time. Yeah, know? but you know, through the process of asking why and not being attacking and not being and not not being accusatory, they felt comfortable to be like, "Oh, this is why." And I was like, "Oh, okay. You didn't realize that this is how me and Aldo felt about this. This is how we feel." And then a few of them were like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay. Cool." You know, I gave them the whole spiel of, "You're your own boss." You know. Yeah. You you look after yourself. You put your you know you make sure your mental health's in check, and if that means saying no, go for it, man. Like yeah, or woman. Yeah. So that was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that process for the first time ever. Usually, I'm like anxious because I'm like I don't know how to tell someone off, and then I'm like oh you know why? Because you're a good leader and you don't want to tell people off because that's not the odd like telling people. How you tell people off is by teaching. Is by teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not by. Yeah, you coach dragging. them. Yeah, yeah. Coach them through it. Coach them to greatness. Don't drag them to betterness. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard that here first. <laughs> hey, Dylan, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drag. Learn them. from me. Don't drag them to betterness. <laughs> That's not right. Dragon. No, none, the, all of it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last part of business evolution is quite, quite a relief. Is that our number one gal, Esty? Ah, uh, what? I thought you were going something different. Uh, now, nah, Esty, as operations manager, is moving on to an event management role. She's also going to be taking on a different role within the business outside of that, and because she's looking for growth, and then Hail Mary, Nick Funger has come through, an old crew member of ours, has quit his job as a nurse and is coming back for, who knows, maybe six months. Don't know. Don't know how long he's joining. What's he going to do? He's going to be yeah, force. a fighter pilot. Yeah. He's going to be a fighter jet. <laughs> he's going to be a fighter. He's getting the transformation. <laughs> <laughs> His transformer. <laughs> Get it? And transgender, mm-hmm. very good. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he's taking over from Esty, which is like a massive relief for all involved because mm. it means that we can go through the season 
she's going to be kicking goals. He's going to be kicking goals. We're going to be kicking goals. It's just lots of goals being kicked. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of my business evolution of the, of the week. week. Nice. Nice. And uh, I haven't have? done my high five of the week. No, you haven't, have you? No, I haven't, have I? No, you haven't, have you? I have not, haven't I? No, you haven't. Have you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you almost went back for it. I tried it, then I was like, we've done most of the alterations. Alterations? <laughs> <laughs> my brain's turning off slowly, slowly, slowly. slowly. Um, my high five of the week. Well, definitely didn't occur on Monday or Tuesday. No. My high five of the week. My high five of the week. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> I hate steel caps. <laughs> I have to, okay, so just before I get onto this, we bought gum boots. No, we bought new boots at Splendor. Oh, sorry, yes. Because our boots that we were wearing were cooked. Were cooked after the first week in a bit. Um, got new boots. They're great. I get home. Dad's like, <laughs> Dad's like, don't buy any boots. Some what's the day's friend won a competition and won a pair of boots and they won like all these pairs of work boots and they've given me a pair that's your size for you. I'm like, <sighs> perfect. What, what? He's like, don't buy any. I'm like, okay, I won't. I didn't tell him that I just bought some. three weeks ago because I can get a new pair now as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't what? know what they are, but um, are they steel blows or I don't know what they are, but now I've got two pairs of the shoes that I love. <laughs> I'm going to wear one pair to bed just because I love them just so to, much. Just to fuck me do up. Do you know what I'm going to do? Those new boots. I'm going to wear them to bed and see if Danielle notices. Well, she'll notice, but she'll then just gauge her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> just stark naked? Stark naked with just your boots on? Yeah, yeah. Bloody oath. See what she says. <laughs> she'll be like, you fucking lost it. <laughs> that, that happens a lot. Um, so my my. I like how safe you're being. My high five. Yeah, We're not that protection. <laughs> Are you wearing protection? Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way. I'll run it. I'll sell it. You'll let you know. Um. So, um, my high five of the big week would be. I think it was Wednesday night. Wednesday night, me and Danny laying in bed, uh, both fairly wrecked. Both, oh no, we'd gone to her parents' house. Um, they're going, they're driving over to Brisbane. They've left yesterday or this morning. Sick. Um, driving to Brisbane, picking up an old old car, and then driving it back. So we went there just to say hi and bye, and then um, came home. And it was quite late, so we were real tired. Got into bed. And I thought we're just going to hit the head, hit the head. <laughs> I thought we're just going to hit out, lay down. And then and then it turned into like us in this absolute laughing fit, like hysterics, like stomach cramps, bleeding from the face. Wow. Like just, you know, laughing so hard. We're just, you know. Fighting. Fighting, punching each other in the face. No, we won't. <laughs> With kisses because we love each other so much. Um, no, we'll literally <laughs> <laughs> just my half of the week is just the laughter. Yeah. Uncontrollable laughter for like 45 minutes. Wow. 
and then and then I just that just zonked me out, and then I had a decent sleep that after after two days of just like being crook and that. But my high five of the week would be yeah, that's good. Just pissing myself laughing, Danielle. That's really good. I can't even really go into what we were laughing what at. We were laughing about because you don't know. I can't remember. It yeah. was a myriad of so many different things. Just one thing after another. But they, and I think it's my high five of the week, not because laughter is good for you, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've got my wife with me and we're in a neutral space where, you know, there's... Nothing else is good. Nothing else. The lights are off. You know, nothing else is going on. It's just me and her conversing. And all we'll like, it was just so much enjoyment. And I was like, I've got this forever. You know what I mean? The realization that yeah. this is it. Oh, and it's happened. It happens heaps, you know, but it's just that like moment of, I've got this with you forever now. And this is fantastic. That's you know? really and it, you know, it like for moments like that to happen when and go on for however long it went on for when we were just about to go to sleep. I'm like, you know, oh, it's just, it was just really, I don't know. Beautiful. It was my high five of the week. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. That is cool. Mm. That is cool. I think the I think maybe the last the last podcast of ours that I listened to. Your high five of the week was what well, you gave a spiel about you and Danny looking to each other's eyes and oh the, the thirty six crazy questions crazy questions <laughs> of wizard love um yeah. yeah yeah and then I said I dare say that's your high five of the week it's nice to hear you it's nice because that was before the wedding yes yes but it confirms as your best friend. Mm. It's just nice to know that the person that my best friend is spending the rest of his life with is the is the one for him. Mm. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, a nice yeah. feeling too. Yeah. So, high five, brother! High five, brother! Um, <clears throat> I gave mine, Krav Magaga, but uh, my hug of the week. Oh yeah, goes to Cycles Legend of the Year, Jordan Wakefield. You spent all week with him, eh? I did spend all the week with him, and the boy can talk. <laughs> the boy can talk, let me tell you. He'll be on his laptop. He's like, Dear Emily, I can, yes, I can talk. Yes, I can have three crew for you on Sunday between seven. And he's just like saying it all out loud. And I'm like, Bro, I cannot do my work while you're talking. Um, and that's not why he's Mark of the Week, obviously. Bit of tongue in cheek, but he has been with us for a very long time, and six years, I think, five yeah. six years. And he's moving on. He's got himself a job. Just for he's got himself a job because he needed more money. He wants more money. That's the only reason he's really leaving, and that's fantastic. But he's taken on the role of ops manager while Esty's away on her holiday to Melbourne. And he puts the same amount of effort into it. He's leaving on the day that she gets back. He finishes with us and he goes to his new job. And he puts this, he's putting the same amount of effort into the role, even though he's going on Thursday. 
he's passionate about making sure that he leaves it yeah in a good place yeah you know it's not like oh it doesn't matter anymore you know yeah he's working after hours he's calling like he literally calls crew like when they <clears throat> when when they're like when he needs to cover a shift or whatever he will like instead of messaging them or whatever he like calls him he's like hey and he has a yarn with them about their life and then he'll be like yeah so i've got this shift for you la 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 and then he gets rejected and then he goes to the next one. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just like he's just so super showing super levels of ownership and accountability and reliability and all our other values. <laughs> Heart and adventure. Yeah, just go for three values. and Only one of them was one of our values. Um, I just, <laughs> I'm just really – I'm just re- – I think we're really lucky. We've, we've been really lucky to have him and we're very lucky to still have him even for this week. Mm. Um, as someone that really cares about us and cares about himself and cares about the team and it'll be sad to lose him. But it's not really about the fact that we're losing him. It's more about the fact that he's just a great person mm. and that's why he's Mark of the Week. Mm. He, uh, I think he's out currently until Thursday. will be our second longest standing employee that's currently with the business. Who's the first? Jesse. Jesse. Sick. Mm. That's gnarly. Yeah. Well they I think they I think they um they interviewed together at the same time. Oh really? The same the same that same two days or three days or whatever we did interviews. Yeah. They both get interviewed at the same time, but I think Jesse came on earlier. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan came on after, like a little bit after that. It wasn't so immediate. So yeah, they've been together. Well, they've been with us um, for pretty much the same amount of time. A long time, five, six years. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's years. a really long time in this day and age. With in this day and age, but it's a really long time to have think to have people work in the same business. You know. Yeah. It's pretty common for people to move one, two, every three years around to figure out what they want. So it's, I think it, without – give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back because I think it pays homage to the environment that we've managed to create. Yeah. I'm excited for the crew that have started with us uh, post-COVID because our business has been very different since then. Yeah. Um, even the style, like the amount and the style of events that we've been – like larger scale events that we've been a part of through COVID, the it was different. Like mm. going from like stageless events, musicless events, mm. like you know the 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 way that the events were. You'd you'd be doing what we did, but it didn't have that like it didn't have that thump of that music or like you know being able to stand side of stage and watch a favorite band of yours or watch the roar of a crowd or like everyone's singing together and, you know, that whole thing, like it's taken a bit to get there and because they're, they're they've been few and far between, mm. a lot of the crew haven't experienced that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this, this season is going to be pretty wild and I'm excited to the crew that we've got on for them to go through that that journey of, of understanding, understanding what it's like out yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. And what it's like to be on, on shows back to back to back to back to back to back to back for months, mm. um, which is what it's going to be. And to experience the roar of the crowd. Mm. Yeah. 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 
and to look back and stay inside of stage and look out over the crowd and just be like, wow, I helped create this amazing experience. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> that was nice. I should get tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this chat. It was good. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a week. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think that, yeah, <clears throat> I felt it felt very free coming into this podcast. It's funny because we, we went and bought all the gear to go and do a podcast every week at Splendor. We got one out with me, you, AJ, and Lawrence, and we are like, fuck, that was pretty funny. Pretty wild. Can never listen to that again. Yeah. That's not going on Spotify. <laughs> That's, that, that was more debaucherous than the podcast we did about your bucks. <laughs> that was more debaucherous than half of things on Pornhub <laughs> in, a, in a lyrical format. Um, no, not really. Uh, but, yes, um, it's a shame that we didn't get one out, but I don't know. I don't know if our, I don't know if our, the space there allowed, for allowed it. it and, you know. I don't know if our heads were in it. I didn't push it. No. Yeah, I, I didn't push it. I would like to, but. See, I when you like, were like, let's do a podcast, I was like, oh, I'm fucked. And then when I was like, let's do one tonight when we get home. I was like, no, nah, I'm you're fucked. And you like, no, I'm fucked. And I'm like. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So. And then we didn't, I thought we'd have time during the show to even like, you know, like a block within like. Oh, yeah. Normally, 100%. I didn't even think about that. Normally at some point we would have been together. We're like, oh, we've got five hours of nothing. Let's, yeah. um, let's go. Do a podcast. Let's go interview the inspired unemployed boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, well, we still got like a three and a half hour chat in with AJ and Lawrence, which was interesting because you have conversations and we, you know, we've discussed that you have conversations in this environment that you probably don't usually have, Yeah, you know, with your nearest and dearest because you've got other distractions and things going on and things booked in but when you're here doing this you're like okay cool let's talk about fucking anything that pops up mm. and then it's a start a conversation and forget about what you're talking about and just carry on <laughs> it doesn't really fucking matter yeah but um we've got the gear now so that we can you know we don't have to be at trade hq you know we can try and i'm interested to see where we can That's do quick. a podcast maybe as a portion of happy 100 once a month we have to do a podcast in a new place oh We've got 100 days. What's that, like three and a half months? Maybe we do like four of the podcasts can be. Maybe we can do podcasts from site. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Live from Ice Cream Factory. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, you hear it. Sorry. Actually, I think that'd be really good. I think, I think the environment of having me and you hosting a podcast with some of our crew or a, or a client or whatever would be more would actually be easier than it was at Splendor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're more in our element. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we feel like we can be like, this is normal. Let's do this. Come mm. on, sit down. We'll interview our crew. I think we need a, new, we need a third mic. Oh, shit. Yeah. We'll just pinch one of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be right. Just take the studio. Huh. Shall we? We shall. Um, I'd like to end by saying... Shout out to Vander Patrick Repicoli. Oh, hello, little baby. Also known as Viper or Pit Viper or Coulson Viper. Actually, in saying that, also shout out to little Harley Taylor. Oh, 
Beautiful we got, little we got, shout outs. We got two new babies in the fleet. Yeah. Baby boys, Harley and Van. Duh. Um, <laughs> have you have you met Harley? No, I haven't met either of them yet. Oh. I um, met Vanda last night. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah oh. I was meant to go. Oh, Taram invited me over after burgers. Yeah. Last Thursday, Friday, whatever it was. Yeah. He was like, come over tomorrow. I'll cook some um, Something. craze up. Oh, yeah. You can meet Vanda. Bring Danny. I'm like, and then Danny was already fully booked. And I was like, oh, I might be able to do that. And then I can't remember what happened. Burnt out, probably. I think so. Maybe yeah. I was working on it. I can't remember. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to see Blake and Annie and Harley go deliver them a little present of some description because they, while we're at Splendor, two of our mates had babies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, obsessed. So <laughs> I can't, I can't describe to you. I feel, cause Taram is one of my close friends. Yeah. Like proper close. Yeah. You know, like I'm telling the same stuff I tell you. Yeah. You know, to a certain degree. No. Don't, don't be offended. Come on. 90%. Wait, come on. How many um, matching tattoos do you guys have? None. Yet. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote Vander a, a, like a long card. Yeah, right. Life lessons from Uncle Winter. Because <laughs> Winter Tar- Dylan. Tara yeah, yeah. calls me Winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, dear Viper, straight off the bat. <laughs> Viper? Yeah. VPR. Vander Patrick Rapicoli. Oh. VPR. Viper. It's my little... My little uncle Don. Right, right, right. But yeah, I've like written out, wrote out a whole thing about his parents and then life lessons and la la la, like how to be. So one day when he's old enough to read it, he'll get some lessons from me that I have probably already taught him because we would have been hanging out for years <laughs> by then. <laughs> but anyway, and then I gave him a little camping chair, a baby camping, a chair. baby camping chair. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. It was very cute. Yeah, I don't know what to buy if I'm one month old. I don't know what to get Harley. I was thinking of getting Harley a little camping chair. <laughs> That's actually probably where'd you get it from? Kmart. Is it structural for baby or yeah? Okay, it's like thirty five bucks. Baby camping chair. Is it tiny? Yeah. Can a baby even sit up? It's got like a little um, what's it called like a little it's like strap to strap them in high chair thing like a little yeah a little strap and like a little thing in front of them like a little table little table right. Yeah. So it's like all locked, they're all locked in, but it's just like folds out like a normal camping chair. Okay, cool. Where'd you get it from? <laughs> Kmart. Okay, I'm going to go there, get one now. Little oh, yeah? Little baby I, I actually need to go to Kmart as well because I've printed out one of our pictures hey, from Dirk. Hey, Do you want to go together? Yeah, let's go together. Okay. All right. See everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, bro. All, all right, right, cool. That was High Fives and Hugs episode. 16. Sweet 16. Never been kissed, <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed two and a half fucking hours. <laughs> Was that really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we've done it again. Whoops. Fuck. See ya. <laughs>